All right, everybody, pack up your your whips and your and your hats and your and your adult diapers because we're time for to go on a Indiana Jones adventure once again. And on this, the next episode of Yum Chunks, the After the Credits podcast. Welcome, everybody. Sean, play the music. No, not that. that no, no, the other music. Oh. I just recorded a cold open. Oh. It's time to ham up. Oh, I gotta really try it hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! That was that was our movie cold open. We were on a train, and uh, in a Chinese nightclub, and in an Amazon cave. Right, and um, Area Fifty One, and, and uh, I know Indiana Jones things. It's fine. <laughs> Welcome, listeners, to episode one hundred and twenty-three of After the Credits Young Chunks podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Chewy. Today we have Sean Davis. Hey, Sean. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? And Ryan Davis, I think you're here, yeah? Yeah, I'm all ready to go. I got my whip, my adult diapers. I'm all diaped up and ready to go. <laughs> all diaped up and ready to go. That's a song, right? I'm all diaped up and ready to go. What song am I thinking that's, of? That's, you're thinking of our theme song. Yeah. <laughs> it is now. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah how take we that, plug that Take that sample of me singing that and get somebody to put a beat underneath it. Uh, well, as our special guest from last episode, Kev is in music school. Kev, if you want to turn that sample into some assignment, some project, have at it. Just, just go wild with it, man. Buck wild. All right. <laughs> so, um, tonight we're going to be talking about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the fifth entry in the Indiana Jones series. Um, how much longer could Harrison Ford possibly live? Find out tonight and more. <laughs> We're going to decide how long he could possibly live. We place oh, yeah. judgment. I like to think we place judgment on people's lives. I'm okay. I'm not only just okay with that. No, I, I, think, I think what Matt's right saying is that we will judge him and then decide when we kill him. <laughs> so you. we do Thank determine how long he lives. Sean, how, much, how many more things are we going to have to explain to you tonight? <laughs> that and time travel. Okay. Spoilers, spoilers, I guess. I don't want to... Oh, God. Why did they do this to us? <laughs> Look, I love a, I love a good time travel story, but I kind of love and both also hate talking about it afterwards. Um, but that's what we're here to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, that's a, just a good uh, summary of your relationship with this podcast, with all of our relationships with this podcast. <laughs> Especially yeah. the listeners. But, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and... Yeah, no one's forcing you to listen. No one's forcing us to do this. Uh, and no one's forcing us to unload all of our chunks and do our big pyre. But we're going to do it anyway. And so for today, I'd like to start off the sharing of the Chunk Fire stories with... Uh, who should I pick? I'm, a I'm aiming my rifles at both of you. And I'm switching back and forth. Why do you have to shoot either of us? All right, Ryan... Shoot. Go. Ah. Uh, okay. Well, I watched just a couple movies on Netflix, 
the first mm-hmm. is the sequel to the that Chris Hemsworth movie from a year, few years back, Extraction. This is Extraction Two, the Extractioning. Um, anyway, <laughs> Extra- if, more extractions. Yeah. Also, extra- can we sue them, Ryan? Yes, we, we can. can we can. It's this is actually a sequel to the hit board game that Shona and I are developing. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, but they're uh, they're similar in the sense that our game stars Chris Helmsworth. <laughs> yes. uh, if a board game I, can star a, a celebrity, yeah, he plays the role of the dice. Yes. Um, well, anyway, if you've seen the first Extraction, you, you know what you're in for. It's an action flick. Um, it's a, it's a little bit smarter than you know the average action movie. Some some you know quick, snappy, good editing action. Um, in somewhat akin to say John Wick, except for more like military-ish. So like mm. more gear and less you know <laughs> suits. Um, uh, yeah, is you know, gear is bulletproof as as the suits. Oh yeah, he's getting oh, okay. beat up far beyond any mortal can handle. But um, yeah, so anyway, it's more of that, it really. But it it really does have a good sense of like feeling like you're in a video game. Um, I think in in all the, the all the right ways and all the good ways that don't make us cringe sometimes when we watch these sorts of movies. Um, it, it yeah like you not to I mean spoilers but I mean ninety yeah, I would say fifty percent of the movie actually is action which is a pretty good percentage if you think about it um, yeah. yeah and it is pretty good it's it can be kind of schlocky sometimes but overall I'd give it a recommend if you're just in for the mood of a just a a pretty rough and tumble <laughs> action flick with Chris Hemsworth. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, that's yeah, that's you know, it, it's a recommend for the for those who you know who know what they're in for. Uh, and then the other movie I watched is this old movie that came out long ago, starring Adam Driver, called Sixty Five. It only it came out a full like four months ago, and it's already made its way to Netflix. Um, and man, that took a while. I, I forgot about that film. <laughs> yeah, so did I until it popped up and said. I exist. Watch me. And I said, okay. Um, I, I think you probably all know what this movie is about. If you've seen a trailer for it, it is Adam driver fighting dinosaurs. That, yeah, that is what this I is. I remember being kind of excited for it before it came out and then it came out and it like, they didn't allow people to go see it or something. <laughs> no one saw it. <laughs> no one saw it. Um, <laughs> Which maybe maybe they were doing it was like a humanitarian service uh, that they stopped people from seeing it, so can't blame them. Um, yeah, it is. It's not good. Um, I don't, like, there's really not a whole lot to say about this movie. There's very little dialogue because it is just two humans, or you know, humanoids, whatever. I don't know. There's some sort of lore to this movie. Actually, not really. Um, it, it's they're they're like future or no they're like long long ago in a galaxy far far away whatever they're non-earthlings on earth 65 million years in the past where there's dinosaurs uh, and every dinosaur on the planet wants to kill adam driver uh and 
for whatever reason they decided to make the two main characters not speak the same language sort of a spoiler so now what would already be very little dialogue between just two speaking characters there's now none like so it's it's quite a mystery anyway the movie's super bad um don't watch it (laughs) i mean the premise reminded me like or maybe not the premise of the trailers made me think like Give me Planet of the Apes vibes, right? Like, uh, ooh, on a planet with the... But, um, well, maybe not. I was sort of thinking that there might be some little twist in there. Maybe something a little too obvious of a twist. Maybe something like Battlestar Galactica. But anyway, none of that is dumb. Uh, Anyway, so... Well, I'll go watch it. I'm going to watch that over Extraction. Yeah. that's not true. I haven't seen the first Extraction, so that 65 million... 65 has the leg up on that. Yeah, it does. Um, there, I guess maybe one good note I can say about it is, while the like the technology in the movie isn't sort of like is is subtle, like it's just kind of like yeah, Adam Driver is just using the technology naturally, like it's not like some special thing. You know what I mean? Like, does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Like in a lot of yeah, science yeah, fiction, yeah. you're like, ooh, I'm revealing this sci-fi super fancy device, and be amazed. It's kind of it, it felt like kind of almost like an afterthought but it's still like mm-hmm. obviously advanced technology because they're face uh, a spacefaring race anyway um but yeah so if you're in for you know approximately two hours of adam driver just grunting and yelling and just being an excruciating pain that's for you i mean i thought you said the movie was bad you just described the <laughs> yeah. movie so. yeah uh, that's that's a good point <clears throat> Uh, but anyway, that's that's all the chunks I got. Um, uh, Matt, shall I hand it back to you? Oh, oh, yeah, I got this. I caught it. All right, all right. Uh, I saw a couple movies too, um, and, and I'm I'm going through my Regal app to remember them. Um, <laughs> it says something about the movies. All right, um, I saw the Boogeyman, and oh. I saw the Boogeyman because I had one of our cars in the shop. So hey, I, I was getting a uh, one of those those recall notices you get for the dealer, and they do it for free. So we Ubered over yeah. to the movie theater, and that was the only movie that was playing at the right time in the right time frame. So I went, okay, well, I've got Regal Unlimited, so I'll check it out. And it is, I don't know. There's not really anything to say about it. It was just a cookie cutter haunted house movie. Uh, C minus. All right, and uh, I also saw the movie No Hard Feelings. Um, this is uh, a comedy starring Jennifer Lawrence, and the premise is that uh, she lives in what is it? It's um, Montauk, and so it's set up against this whole like rich people are gentrifying this area, and she's she's gonna lose her house. Or whatever. I don't know. She's She's got financial troubles. And this rich couple, one of them is Matthew Broderick, who's looking really old. Um, but uh, this rich couple has like a 19-year-old son. Um, she's like 35, by the way. That's important. Um, but uh, he's awkward and just doesn't have friends and plays video games all day or whatever. So they pay her to be his girlfriend so that when he goes to college he will have had a girlfriend and won't be awkward 
And she's like, wait, so am I supposed to, like, you know? And they're like, we'll leave that up to you. So that's, like, the plot of the movie. And, yeah, it's weird. I felt weird watching it. <laughs> um, uh, well, I could chime in because that was going to be... I've also seen this and uh, was going to mention it. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It's kind of weird. And I think it's, you know, it's intentionally kind of supposed to be like that. I don't know. It's aware of it. Yeah, it's aware of it. Overall, I, I generally enjoyed it. I thought it was... It, it didn't think it was great. I got a couple chuckles out of it here and there. And there's a couple moments and scenes that were actually kind of touching and I thought, like, oh, that was actually really just a good scene. I, I was kind of ex- expecting more rated R raunchiness, though. Yeah, like, I there's think... a couple of key sequences, but other than that, it's actually it reminded me of like an '80s or '90s like rom comish kind of like very much more like um, uh, 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 good spirited like teen comedy like i'm trying to think there's like a movie in the 80s where like a kid is pretending to be someone else dating this guy and then they find out like you know like a i don't know she's she's all all that kind of thing you know yeah it it felt somewhere between one of those kind of teen comedies and also like a summer coming of age movie yeah Uh and it, it it felt like it was more the former for the first half and more the latter for the second half like it yeah yeah it it feels like by the end it really mellows out and kind of drops this whole facade of it being this like raunchy crazy movie yeah and like halfway uh, through the film it's just like oh now they're just like two normal people like after that like kind of first date or you know the first sequence where mm -hmm. things are kind of crazy it then it's just like oh okay now they're i mean there's obviously yeah. other issues going on, but it's like, oh, now they're just normal people. And right. I yeah. <laughs> I as, as uncomfortable as I was for many parts of the movie, I did also enjoy it. Um, and I did get a lot of good laughs out of it. Um, and, and, you know, I have a soft spot for coming of age movies. So, um, yeah. So I thought it was fun. Um, but yeah, uh, it it's the the premise is a bit of a sell so if that if you yeah. can get past that then i would say it's a recommend um i don't think that the movie goes too far no i don't that, think so but i i think that your mileage will vary so yeah i think um, some people that. will probably actually want it to go further because like ooh this is some like, it's billed as this r rated crazy comedy and it really isn't that at least not my right. some things kind of sometimes are but overall it's a very you know, movie well, with a touching message and themes and characters and stuff. That that yeah. scene in the restaurant was I thought that scene was awesome. Just like as a scene, like aside from the context of this movie, you know scene what I'm talking about? Like when he's playing uh, the piano and stuff. Oh yes, yes, that was that a good scene. scene. That, that was a great yeah. scene. So. I get I guess yeah, what you said it is that like it doesn't like yeah, there are people who are gonna go see this and wish that it was more extreme. Yeah, yeah. And the people who don't want that or, or realize like oh it's not actually that extreme are already going to be turned off by the premise yeah so it's kind true. of exists in this weird in between yeah, yeah um so yeah but yeah um i i enjoyed that um aside from those movies um let's see it's summer so i've been working a, a summer concert series at the theater where i work um a bunch of cover bands uh we we did we and i was follow spot for all of these which is great because it's like it barely feels like work. I get paid to watch a concert and then I go home and I don't feel like I went to work. And then a couple of weeks later I get a paycheck and I go, Oh, where'd this money come from? <laughs> um, so I worked in a period of about a week. I worked a Rolling Stones cover band. 
um the the oingo bogan cover band dead man's party like because mm-hmm. i think they're they're pretty uh prolific ryan i'm sure yeah, you've it, seen them before oh yeah for yeah sure. they're, they're, uh, this was yeah. This, this was my second time seeing them um uh a jimmy buffett cover band um i learned that i don't like jimmy buffett's music um uh queen nation which is the queen cover band um and then a band called the cassie b project which is basically just a house band um but i worked that one because it was for the fourth of july and uh there the our theater the moonlight is where our city does their um their yearly fireworks uh at that park and so people get to that park and they camp out like at 7 a.m all day to have a place to watch the fireworks from so they usually hold a concert and they basically just play pop hits from like the 90s and onward so uh you know it's a a mix of a whole bunch of different types of genres for you know something for everybody um so those were fun um i would say i would i would say that i think that uh queen nation probably was the best performance i would say i probably liked dead man's party the most um because i'd seen them i knew it was a i already knew i was going to enjoy that and uh yeah, I just, yeah, I really had that, uh, a lot of fun with that. And so the last thing I have, um, I have to thank Sean, your friend, and um, and um, frequent writer, writer-inner, emailer mm-hmm. of the podcast, Brian Ridloff. Um, a few months ago, he messaged me out of the blue and said, I know you like musicals. Uh, I'm trying to get rid of some tickets for Sixth the Musical. And he he sold them to me at a very very good price, and uh, very good seats. I was surprised how good seats how good of seats they were. Um, so my wife Maeve and I we went to uh, see this, and her mom, my mother in law Kim, uh, is a big fan of the subject matter. When we told her we were going, we looked for a ticket for her too. So the three of us went to go see it. It is about the six wives of Henry the Eighth, the mm-hmm. Tudors. Um, but it is, which is, by the way, a subject I'm I'm not at all interested in. Um, <laughs> but by my my mother in law, it's like one of her favorite pieces of history to study. It's like one of her favorite mm. historical things. Um, so on the way there in the car ride, she gave me like a rundown of like, okay, here's all the important historical points and parts of the. Here's what each of these characters are about. So, um, so Henry VIII had six wives, and. They, some of them died, some of them got divorced and whatnot, and they had this whole thing. And the show is presented as a modern pop concert. And all of the queens are presented as, um, as pop stars. And each one of them has, takes inspiration from actual pop stars. For instance, there's one who's supposed to be like Adele, Celine Dion. There's one who's supposed to be like a, a, a Lizzo, uh, Cardi B, um, Missy Elliott type. There's one who's very Britney Spears, uh, Ariana Grande, um, etc. Um, and so the whole thing is framed as a an American Idol style contest where they sing songs about their lives and try to determine who had the worst life, who was the <laughs> most, who was the most mistreated by Henry VIII, and. Um, it was really good. It was a lot of fun. It sounds like a really interesting, yeah. awesome premise. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was a lot of fun. The it, the songs were very catchy, um, very upbeat. 
um, as a tech person, specifically as a lighting person, I thought the lighting design was phenomenal in a way in which, like, um, it, it, you know, the choreography was very, very active. It was very tight. It was very clean and it was very energetic. And the lighting design is perfectly synced to it to the point where, like, you could only see something like this in professional theater um, because, like, you know, they'll have very precise light cues that have to line up with very precise movements on stage. Characters have to stand in the exact right spot at the exact right time in order for lights to hit them in the perfect sequence. And I only noticed, like, maybe a one or two times where it didn't perfectly work. Um, and so I was really impressed on a technical level, but also just it was so much fun. Um, we were in such a, a frenzy by the end of the show, um, that, uh, we, uh, were riding high on the uh, endorphins. We bought season tickets for Broadway San Diego. <laughs> uh, so, um, now Ryan I have... was a plant all along. Yeah, he, he did it. For big he works theater for big Yes. Uh, yeah, he LOL'd when I told him that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, thanks for the offer tickets, Brian. I thought no. we were friends. Jeez. Jeez. I get wow. it. I get it. Did I just, did I, did I just out him? Oh, no. I, I didn't mean to. Brian, please. It's too late now. Don't be mad at me. Please offer your me your tickets next time you actually. <laughs> Please, that was so much fun. Okay, so I have tickets for. <laughs> I have tickets for. Let me let me get in my my account. I don't, where is broad? Where does uh, what theater is Broadway? Like, broad, like Broadway San Diego operates out of the San Diego Civic Theater. Oh, it is the Civic Theater. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's just the company that they use to handle the Broadway touring it. shows for San yeah. Diego. I mean, that's usually where I see when I see stuff in San Diego. It's at the Civic Theaters. So. Yeah, so I have tickets for I have tickets for and this is over the next like 9 months. I have tickets yeah. for Les Mis and for Aladdin and The Wiz and Chicago and Mamma Mia and Beetlejuice which I already had and um MJ the Musical and Mrs. Doubtfire the Musical and uh, there might be one other that I'm forgetting. How many was that? Uh, it was like 8 maybe. Okay, and uh, yeah, so I'm excited for that. And last bit is that my wife Maeve and I recently celebrated our fifth wedding anniversary. And so all these shows that we've been going to, all these awesome concerts and activities are all kind of part of a uh, year-long celebration of that. So That's awesome. That's wow. cool. And you're welcome. <laughs> you talk- oh, right, because Sean <laughs> married us. Sean uh, married us. I'm glad Sean- to see uh, the t- I still got it. You still, you still got strong. it. We are we're still we are still married, <laughs> and uh, we have no one to thank for that but Sean Davis. Exactly. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I do what I can, but I'm just happy that you're happy. But that's great. Well, that's cool. That's fun. Sean, thank you, thank you. We couldn't have we couldn't have done this without you. Yeah. All of our successes as, as a married couple, <laughs> we owe it all to you, Sean. And Sean. I'm gonna pass the junk and stick yeah, over okay. to you. I, I kind of talked longer than I was expecting to. I guess because okay. we were we were talking yeah, about we that both, Jennifer Lawrence yeah, movie. Yeah, we got in and some I, line I, too. So. I stole one of your chunks. So That's anyway, all right. one one thing, one last thing, Brian. Thanks yes. again. I really appreciate it. I loved the show. Um, you totally undersold it. <laughs> like 
I guess he didn't really tell me anything about it, but just a nice surprise. I didn't really care about the subject matter. I didn't know anything about the show. And it's great when you go into something like that and it's just, it blows you away. It's, you know, so Sean, what you got for us? Uh, I, well, I just have one other film then that I've seen. Um, and this was actually a recommend from, again, our special guest Kev from last episode. He, or they recommended that we, or that, uh, was Past Lives, um, in theaters now. I, so I went and saw Past Lives. Um, they did let me in, even though I was by myself. I I didn't see it with anyone else. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that, you know. I got through on that because it's 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 a perfect like date movie. Oh, and I asked if I could see it by myself, and this is becoming it was sad. up. It was sketchy. It was up in the air. It's becoming, <laughs> but I, I snuck sadder in. and sadder by the moment. I just pretended to be with this old. How about you just lady. tell us about the movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fell asleep through the movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the movie was great. It was really good. It was it's very very simple, straightforward movie. It's just about. Kind of two people, two kids, and their kind of lives and how they, um, their lives kind of come together and apart and stuff over the over the years. Uh, it's very good. It's it, it's an interesting film, not for any like big flashy crazy things, but it's like a film that like the more I was watching it, the more I was just like I can't place my finger exactly on it, but like this film is like so reasonable. <laughs> That's a funny way to describe it. It's just like. Okay, so there's a, it's kind of a, it's a romance, and so there's like scenes of like little cute like little interactions, and you know like they're kind of flirting and chemistry and stuff like that. But but it's not like the it's not like most Hollywood or most filmic romances in terms of how people act and the music swelling or having quirky music. It's just very very normal. People are acting just normal the whole time, and it came across as very disarming. Just like oh yeah, she's. She's not acting like a weirdo psycho because she's that's how we assume people in romances act when they flirt. And she's not like, oh, girl, what did you say to him? Like with her best friend, you know, what I mean? like, you know, those cliches of how romances have to be. It's like, no, this, they're just normal people. This, come on. People just act normal. Everyone's just very reasonable. It's just a very down to earth, very reasonable film, um, but is also very. Uh, poignant and sad and happy and hopeful and tragic and just very touching overall. I uh, definitely recommend um, it. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's nothing, but like I said, it's not like a huge, big, boisterous movie, but it, it does, um, you know, it, it, it hits you with the feels. So, Okay, cool. Yeah, that was one I was looking at as a potentially to go see, so cool. If I can yeah, find I, a I show would recommend time. it. Definitely yeah. recommend it. Um, but that's all I've got. Okay. All right. And, yeah. Oh, oh! I had one other thought. I know Queen Nation is the main. Why they should be called Princess? Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, remember, like Ryan. That. Remember, remember years ago we were talking about what if there were sequels to bands? Oh and yeah. <laughs> what if What if you just made a band and called it Queen Two? Why not? Yeah, they should just yeah. be Queen Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I also forgot. I also follow spotted for a um. Uh, Fleetwood Mac slash Stevie Nicks cover band as well, and they they were good too. Yeah, that's forgot, yeah, I cool. forgot to mention that one too. All right, uh, okay. Well, thank you. Those are some um, good chunks yeah. to get off our chests, our shoulders, wherever we're storing them these days. Oh, you don't uh, even want to know. I I really don't want now. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to know where those chunks have been. Uh, that's why we have to burn them. 
goodness. Anyways, like, what are we doing? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Indiana Jones and oh, the right. Kingdom of the Twisty Clock. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, so spoilers for that and for the Indiana Jones series as a whole and also all of Hollywood. <laughs> Pro- probably i don't know <laughs> i mean i mean we're in disney we're, we're just gonna in- drop ron drop random spoilers to anything to yeah. just any, yep. like if you're reading pride and prejudice be wary we might tell you what happens at the end uh she ends up with darcy so sorry sorry yeah oh man i am sorry about that um yeah spoilers for also historical events right <laughs> Spoiler, spoilers for things that happened in history. Yep. For those of you who are in high school and haven't gotten to that chapter in your history class yet. Yeah. Man, they should totally like pitch pitch school and like history class is that is like like that'll get kids excited, right? Oh, you don't want to spoilers. Don't you want to know what's going to happen next? I don't think that, that it's going to work. I think it could work. Right? Like we sh- I mean, history and story have this are the same word. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we should treat history like it's like this story as opposed to like open your history book? No, it should be like this narrative driven drama that we, we want to yeah, we, yeah, get kids. And interested. we should start like like start doing setup and teases. Right. Yeah. So like at the end of World War One, like, oh, the Allies won World War One and the Axis powers or were, were they the Axis powers of World War One? Uh Whoever they were in the in World War One, like oh they had to go through reparations and stuff. But like we have a post credit scene where like young Hitler is coming out of the army from World War One, and like mm. oh that post credit scene it's going to lead to something. Mm-hmm. I mean maybe that example was not in the greatest taste, but <laughs> no. But I see where you're going. That'd be kind of cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. you know, history more like her story. That's the thing they say in, in six. No. Oh, but don't let that dissuade you I from do want to see it now. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't the greatest moment you could have shared, but... I... No. But, you know. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, well regardless, yeah. Ryan, tell us, what, <laughs> tell us what happened in this. All right. Let me give you the history of movie. Um, okay. So we're in the past, and in, in, even in Indy's past, we're, we're doing a flashback as, like, we have done in the last crusaders of the arc is that the name of the movie um no. anyway so it, it's 1940 something it's like at the end of world war Two, and nazis are rampant and indiana jones is here to save the day but anyway he and his friend old professor man are captured by the nazis um led by mads mickelson um, and the Nazis think that they have found the fabled Lance of Loginus, uh, but it turns out it's just a fake, so they're not able to start the third impact, um, so we won't be getting a, a human instrumentality project. But they do have the Antikythera, which is the ancient uh, mathematical device used by Archimedes. And it's this, it's like a... It's a big dial. Anyway, uh, Mads Mikkelsen wants this device because of... Well, to be honest, actually, at this point in the movie, I'm not sure why he wants it, but he wants it. Um, Anyway, uh, so Indiana Jones and his buddy uh, escape with the dial, uh, killing Mads Mikkelsen. Um, Now flash forward 
1969. Uh, the moon landing has occurred, and Indiana Jones is an old man. He is disgruntled, divorced, and has a dead son. Um, uh, played by Shia LaBeouf. He does not appear in this film. And uh, he's doing his professor thing still, and he's retiring. It's his last day at work. And his goddaughter shows up, Helena, who is asking about the dial, and she wants it. The dial of destiny, as it were. So, Indiana Jones, after talking a bunch, they go to the archives where he has it stored to fetch it. Then Mads Mikkelsen, oh, tricked you, he wasn't dead, he's still alive, and has a bunch of goons ready to murder every civilian they find. Um, and they do. And they steal, they attempt to steal the dial from Indiana Jones and Helena Shaw, but Helena Shaw gets away with it, uh, leaving Indiana Jones to his doom. Um... Chaos ensues. They all escape. Helena runs away to Morocco to sell the dial, because that's why she wanted it in the first place, is to sell it, to make money. Uh, Indiana Jones pursues her there, as does Mads Mikkelsen and his gang. Um, they're like in a black market deal thingamajig where Helena is trying to sell this dial to all these guys who know what it is and want it enough to spend millions of dollars on it. Um, Indiana Jones shows up to thwart her, as does Mads, and a bunch of chaos ensues. There's a big chase, blah blah blah. Um, but Mads this time gets away with it. Haha. Um, but the dial is in fact broken into two parts, so he only has one part. Um, and Indiana Jones has the jump on where he can get information on how to find the second half. So. He goes to find Antonio Banderas, who takes him out to the sea to dive into a ship underwater where they think they can find information about the dial. They do this thing I just described and come back with this tablet that has information regarding where the dial is. But Mads Mikkelsen is awaiting them uh, when they resurface from the diving expedition. He then talk. They talk a bunch. And Indiana Jones and Helena escape, but not before Antonio Banderas gets killed. Um, Helena Shaw, they, they, they run away, but Mads Mikkelsen um, is, an, a, is a genius a tracker and uh, uses his binoculars to watch them sail away <laughs> and then pursues them. They arrive in Greece, which is where the tablet said to go, to the grave or the crypt of Archimedes. Where his skeleton lays. Uh, right, so they go through this cave and they do that thing. Uh, they find Archimedes' skeleton and find the second half of the dial, as well as a modern-looking wristwatch. What does this mean? So Mads, of course, shows up and, and, and ambushes them, steals the dial, combines... Um, the Triforce of Power and is it now able to, to travel back in time? That He reveals this is his plan all along, that he's going to travel back in time and replace Hitler as a leader of Germany and win the war, presumably, as opposed to losing it. <laughs> 
so he does for clarifying that <laughs> yeah so he flies on his plane and the dial of destiny or the well the the, the antikythera uh, points him towards where a rift in time is that allows him to fly and fly his plane through um that should take him to 1939 according to his calculations or something like that um but he takes indiana jones with him for reasons and indiana jones points out like hey your calculations are wrong archimedes didn't know about continental rift yet because everything else i'm sure was perfect um so anyway they they, they, also helena and their little kid buddy that they've had this whole time i didn't mention uh are are pursuing them the kid is in like a little biplane kind of deal and and helena is stowed away aboard the ship the plane so anyway they, they fly through the rift in time the big the big airplane the nazi airplane traveling back in time as well as the little biplane and uh-oh they don't arrive in 1939 they arrived in some other date bc it's the siege of syracuse <laughs> It's that, it's that exact moment in time that they arrive. This is actively going on. Um, right. So now you got this big old dumb Nazi plane flying around ancient Greece. And it, it is shot down by ballistas and such. And what else happens? Um, they, yeah, they, they beat all the bad guys, right? Okay, that's fine. Um, and then Indiana Jones also escapes with Helena with their lives, uh, where they can then be rescued by the little kid in the biplane and then travel back. But a little note thing to note here is that while Indiana Jones is on the ground in ancient Greece, he's like, no, nah, I'm going to stay here with Archimedes. He's my bud. And Helena says, no, nah, nah, you're not. So she punches him and knocks him out and takes him back forcibly. Um, anyway, they arrive back in modern their modern day, I guess, 1969. And yeah, Indiana Jones, Miriam, Marion arrives and she's, she's sad and they have a moment and they're still kind of sad, but not that sad. And the movie ends. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Wait a minute. What about the post credit scene? Oh yeah, post credit scene. Um, uh, Did you notice that one soldier is Hitler? He's cutting yeah, I was, something. Uh, I was going to say something about that. They're like Hitler emerges from the sea or something. But yeah, that that is the thing that happens. Um, Shia LaBeouf returns from the war with no memory. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But he's secretly it- Hitler. I would have cheered yeah. if and then, after the credits Shia LaBeouf showed up. <laughs> but it's just as like that YouTube video that was really popular like 10 years ago of him like doing the motivational thing in front of the green screen. <laughs> they should have just used that footage in, in the movie. In actual, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then Indiana Jones has to go make an appointment to be on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial to talk to a bunch of little kids about his crazy adventures. What's What are you referencing right now? The Young Indiana yeah, Jones Chronicles. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen. I haven't watched. I haven't you never watched that. Oh man, it's good. Not gonna, it's I'm like the Sarah Connor Chronicles, if you think about it, in that oh, they both I contain didn't... the word "chronicle." Oh, 
Oh, just, I, you know, I, I never thought of it that way. Basically the same. Uh, yeah, he's an old man, and all the framing of that is like he's an old man telling all these kids about his adventures. So we all knew he wasn't going to die in all of these movies. It ruined it. What do we think about this movie? Uh, I'll, uh, I'll jump in. I, uh, yeah, I, I generally liked it. I, I liked it with some big kind of like butts. Um, it, the other thing is I had rewatched all of the other ones every day of uh, the week leading up to seeing this. So I went back and watched, you know, Raiders and Doom and Crusade and then Skull. So I had just watched Kingdom of the Crystal Skull the night before. And I think that's the perfect state of mind to watch anything just in general, um, <laughs> uh, because it's going to make it seem so much better. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I do think it's better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for, for sure. Even though if I'm being honest, I on a rewatch kingdom crystal school there were some things that i think are actually better but then it turns into stuff that's far far worse uh anyways we're not talking about that movie we're talking about this movie uh and it was fine it was good i think biggest issue is that it was too long and it was kind of i think boring is too strong a word it's it wasn't boring but it felt very uh flat maybe i don't know if that's that's a good word. Yep. I'll mull that word over, see if that feels right. But <laughs> I'll go, yeah, flat. Uh, felt very flat. But there was still plenty of stuff I liked. Uh, is I liked that they didn't... I didn't feel that they were so um, forcibly uh, doing the whole reference, reference, reference. There's There was some of it, obviously. But I, I was surprised that it wasn't more. Um, and I liked him he, you know indiana jones uh, harrison ford fine they they acknowledge he's an old man he's an old man in this it's about him being an old man they're not pretending he's not an old man so sure i like phoebe waller bridge i actually really like the ending a lot the whole sequence uh and there's other stuff throughout it but overall i wish it was like at least half an hour shorter and i i just still have issues with like the visual production of these more modern kind of remakes or not remakes but revisits and and well, other issues we'll get into, but overall, eh, yeah, I, I, it, was some, yeah. it was a fun adventure. Uh, yeah. One term I've heard refer to things like this is a legacy sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the look of these legacy sequels, and and especially coming off of having just watched the originals, and this is definitely true. I think Chris, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was worse than this in terms of what I'm going to talk about in the look. But compared to the original three, it's just so apparent that this doesn't have the look that I want in an Indiana Jones film. Um, and I'm not saying that it was poor cinematography by any means, but it just, yeah, it's something's missing. Anyways, but yeah, those are that's my broad stuff. Chewie, what do you think? What do I think? Oh, gosh. Um, somewhere between it was pretty good and it was all right, I guess. <laughs> that's <laughs> and, uh, nailed it. And yeah. where, where exactly... Yeah there i'm still debating yeah. internally yeah. and you guys will help me f- figure this out yeah. as we do in our little group ch- therapy sessions that we call after the <laughs> yes. credits of the <laughs> podcast um uh yeah um and i'm like yeah did i did i like it because i liked it or because it wasn't crystal skull um <laughs> yeah and that's that's the thing it's like i yeah it, it's it, overall, it's better. I do think, like you said, that Crystal Skull has some. There are elements of that movie that are that feel more tonally closer to the original three than this one does. Mm-hmm. 
This one has a, a little bit of an offbeat tone, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in moments, that feels flat. I don't think that it felt too long. I, I will disagree with you okay. there. I thought okay. that the pacing for most of it was pretty tight. Um, mm. There were a couple moments where I'm like, all right, this scene is getting overindulgent. Let's, let's mm-hmm. fast forward a bit. But for the most part, I thought that the pace was fine. Um, I really liked that the movie started off, well, not, not the flashback, but when we go to 1969, it's just Harrison Ford playing himself. He's just a crotchety, grumpy old man, grumpy old man yeah. who doesn't want to be bothered and yeah. just doesn't want to go on another adventure. He just wants to drink all day and lounge around in his underwear and his pajamas and be grumpy. Uh, I thought that was a great place to start the movie off from. You know, yeah. like you were saying, it's, it doesn't try to make any uh, illusions or implications as anything else. Um, yeah, I would, I would say that this movie is is better than it deserving being such a box office bomb than it is. Um, yeah, I think I think reviews Rotten Tomato wise, it's in the sixties, and I think that's fair. I think it's it's good. Yeah. It's passing. Um, I can't see myself revisiting this very often. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I liked it. It was good. I had a good time. Brian, cool. Brian, tell us why we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, overall, it's, it's it. Yeah, it's pretty mid, as the kids say. Um, I didn't have strong appeal. I mean, there's certain certain items I'll I'll vocalize some opinions on that are maybe stronger than others. But overall, this my over- impression of the movie was just kind of like, okay, all right, that's fine. Um, but like Sean, I also have big butts. Um, I like big butts. <laughs> oh, you're going to like these. Um, and Matt, like you said, I think through this discussion, you'll help me figure some things out. I have some interesting, or not interesting, but I have some muddled thoughts on what kind of like some of the messaging is taking away. And I've been mulling it over for close to a what has been three weeks now, two weeks. Um, and I can't really decide where I land. So I'm hoping you guys can help my brain work better. Um, right. Yeah. And in terms of pacing, yeah. I, I would just in a timing. I, I think the movie did feel long to me, but mostly just because the intro was so long. It was like yeah, a 30. That, mi- yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Sorry. It was, it was just like a 30 minute intro and I was like, "What? When are we getting to the movie? Movie? Like, is the whole thing gonna mm-hmm. be this like prologue?" Um, so I think th- if that wasn't there, I would definitely feel like the movie was much tighter. But uh, Matt, as you were saying, like, what in the movie proper? I think the pacing was fairly, fairly well. It's just like there was already this huge, huge, uh, just getting to that point. So it, it yeah. the whole thing, it, it, yeah. It feels a lot like a prelude, and it feels very disconnected from the first, yeah. except for that, like, like the dial, the half of the dial in the in the prologue is kind of an afterthought to what actually is going on, um, right, which yeah. is the the train fight. And Ryan, you and I love a good train fight. I, I um, can't deny it. I did it. I did enjoy the action of that sequence. Yeah, Indiana Jones so, is overdue for a real good train fight. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's actually, Crusade is the only other oh, time we get again in the intro of it, yeah, and that right. is the closest um, to now, a train fight. I, um, Sean, you what you rewatched the, uh, the, just the whole series before this, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do that, uh, but I didn't 
I, there was no way I was going to have the time. I did, however, rewatch the Plinkett review of Crystal Skull. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the. I and actually have been meaning to go back and watch that. It's too, it's yeah. it's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. But uh, I and, and you know this is this is for those who are listening and don't know it's the, it's Red Letter Media. Um, they they do more like standard movie reviews now, but back in the day they used to do these these reviews with this character, Mr. Plinkett, who's a crass old man, who's also a serial killer, who's reviewing <laughs> like movies, like, you know, just reviewing movies. And he did his crystal skull review. And when, um, there's a couple of things that I went in with in my mind that were very in the forefront of my mind. One of which being, okay, this is the first Disney Indiana Jones, hopefully the last. Um, mm-hmm. but this is a Disney Indiana Jones. And, when they did Force Awakens, which I know a lot of people have soured on now, but I still really like that movie. Um, yeah. It really felt like somebody at Disney watched the Blanket Reviews and made yeah. a list of <laughs> don't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Force Awakens, especially when they were doing all the promotional materials and stressing how many practical effects there were, how many yeah. rubber alien costumes... So that's why I wanted to watch it. I wanted to, like, refresh myself on their take. And so I watched this movie with, like, a a mind of, like, what are all the major criticisms? Like, okay, Mm -hmm. we don't want Indiana Jones to be old, right? That was a big Mm -hmm. point. And in this one, they lean into it, right? Mm -hmm. Indiana Jones needs to be more of a murderer. Okay, well, (laughs) basically the... the, Not just him, but, like, everyone. everyone The point point is that that Crystal Skull lost a lot of the grit that the original trilogy has. Cool. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are just shot point blank yeah. in cold blood in this movie. There's a lot yeah. more, you know, and I'm not trying to sound like an insane murder maniac. I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> tonally, that's what the first three movies established, and this one went mm-hmm. back to that. There's a lot more murder and blood and Yay. gruesome things, right? Um, you know, well, you, you I were mentioning... have one note about that, but overall, yes, I agree, I agree. Yeah, so... You know, just going through, I felt like, I do feel like there was an effort to go through and try to course correct. But I also mm-hmm. I also feel like in doing so, it did kind of steal some of the flavor of this movie. Which I think is why you were saying, I liked that you, you called it flat. Mm-hmm. Because it does feel like a little bit of the a little bit of the the magic of Indiana Jones, a little bit of the what makes it it was missing in this yeah. movie. Even though this is a technically better movie than Crystal Skull, I still think Crystal Skull feels more like an Indiana Jones movie. Even though uh, even though that movie has yeah. some awful things in it. I mean, it, it does. I, 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 I kind of agree with that. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I would maintain, though, it feels like a really bad Indiana Jones yes, movie. Yes, but it does feel and, like an Indiana well, Jones movie. Well, not just that it feels like it. It is. Yeah. And this, while I agree it doesn't feel as much as an Indiana Jones film, it is definitely a better Absolutely. film. Absolutely. Oh. the general sense. So, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good point. I, I think that's a good way yeah. to kind of maybe summarize it. See, it, so I guess, I, guess, I guess what I'm saying here is I wish this movie were either better or worse. Yes. So that I, it's funny because I think Ryan, you said, I said the, same the exact thing same thing. Talking. So talking about this movie being flat, at least so the Crystal Kingdom of Crystal Skull had higher highs, but way mm-hmm. lower lows. So overall, I would say this movie averages out to be a much better film, but it just kind of doesn't go anywhere. It just kind of stays at the same level. Like it, 
there's some it, it, so oh god yeah no no I, yeah that's that's i was gonna say like one of them one of the things they mentioned in, in the blanket review is like he goes into this whole analysis about like um about like american uh politics and how there's like a and like a an an anti-communism like an anti-red rally in crystal skull Mm -hmm. and he's like yeah people college students didn't really do that in the 50s he's like that was more of a late 60s early 70s thing and there that is there's a motorcycle chase up against that and then on this movie like okay it is the late 60s so they do the same thing there's a anti-vietnam rally and there's a chase sequence through it it's like almost like they watched that review and I, I, yeah. just for that sequence actually i like that sequence a lot in this movie i like that kind of chase sequence mm-hmm. on the horse and stuff it it i think did a good job of walking the line like oh he's an old man and he's running but oh he's getting on a horse again and that and you know and feeling plausible in the way that indiana yes. jones is always kind of like yeah, the, the, yeah just plausible like you know uncharted level plausible yeah. and stuff right. um but I, I like the and even like the silly moment of Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong in the parade. Like it reminded me of again, like him going to Hitler in the uh, in Last Crusade and him mm. signing his. Like I don't know, like those little quirky, funny moments that are kind of schlocky, but also that's kind of why they're they're supposed to be. Anyways, that sequence though, I thought it was a fun sequence. It was I, a, I like it, it was a fun sequence, but I also. Even though they kind of like said, "Okay, we're going to do this right," I think the motorcycle chase in Crystal Skull is a little bit more fun, and it's also I think it's you know it's just there's there's little things where it's just like I don't know this is the this is the 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 diet version of Indiana Jones. Yeah. This is the low sodium version. I, I don't like it. There's just it just doesn't it doesn't taste right. You know, it's a little off. Yeah, one of the, some, I would agree you know, with that. Yeah. It, it's well made, but one of the ingredients it, has changed. And I'm, it's a little, it's less filling, right? It's like, it's less robust. I don't know. Again, I mean, going back to everything we've kind of been circling around, it just, it's a little more flat, but, and, and this kind of sometimes goes back to that old saying like, oh, I'd rather a movie be bad than boring. And, you know, we all say that. And, and part of me sometimes agrees with Matt with that. I don't know. In this case though, I, I, again, I don't think this is boring. I'm not saying this film is boring. Right, it's not. Yeah. It's not. But to that end, like, I don't know if I always agree with that. Sometimes I want, even if it's like, I don't know. Like, if I know that there's they're doing setup payoff and it's well-written characters and, and plotting is better and the story makes more sense, even if it's not, oh, there's not a, a tornado with sharks flying around it. Yeah, that's because that's stupid and sucks, and they're not doing it very well. I'm not going to claim that that is not boring. It's bad, though. I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, bad is not always better than boring, I guess is what I'm saying. And I think I'm just, like, kind of advocating for erring on the side of a little bit more boring in this case. I don't know, not that I need to advocate for anything like that, but I guess maybe, maybe where I'm a slightly ever the smidge more positive. Mm-hmm. Because again, I do think it's better than Crystal Skull, and I agree there are moments in Crystal Skull, but I still would rather I would rather have this than Crystal Skull. Yes, me personally. I and you know, and and I that's a couple. That's another thing I was thinking about. Is I I, it's the same thing I think about with Shrek Four, and I go, how well would Shrek Four have been received if it were Shrek Three, and Shrek Three didn't Mm. exist. Right. Oh, I see Indiana Jones is now in a similar situation. I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of 
if this were the first return to Indiana Jones and, and Crystal yeah. Skull never existed, how would we feel about that? That's a hypothetical yeah. that we'll never know, but it's interesting. It's worth examining, I think. Yeah. Uh, and I also don't necessarily begrudge or if people would rather have those more crazy but ultimately pretty awful versions or something like that, that that's fine, too. I'm not saying like that's wrong, per se. I just... I think in this case, I, I kind of prefer this. Um, and again, I, I don't want to flatten the discourse to say it's just boring, straight up boring, because it's not, and there are things that are good about it. Well, I don't say. I have another thing I want to address as far as it being flat or boring. It's that plotting wise, it is, mm. it's every Indiana Jones, it's every yeah, Uncharted, yeah, yeah. it's every Tomb Raider, even right down to the point where they're like, oh, they're going and doing the dive and getting the thing. Okay, the bad guys are going to be waiting for them when they get back. Yeah. <laughs> every every <laughs> single do, time. Yeah, exactly. No, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, right, always, yeah. always, always, always. There are like a dozen Tomb Raider games and they all have that scene. Yeah. Every Uncharted game, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sean. But I'm yeah, pretty no, I, sure yeah. every Uncharted game does that scene at least once. It's a, it's, mm-hmm. and the thing is, it's like I was talking about this with Maeve the other night. I cannot remember exactly the context. Um, we were talking about, we were talking about how like Citizen Kane, like uh, a, a a modern day film student might watch that and go, "What's the big deal?" You know, and you and you have to kind of have an ex- a professor explain, "Oh, this was the first time they did this. This was the first time they did this," and. This thing that you're looking at, you might not know is a special effects shot, etc. Mm-hmm. I was comparing that with Ocarina of Time, a game mm-hmm. that I don't personally oh, feel has yeah. aged well. Yeah. But it established, at the time it was groundbreaking, it established a lot of norms, and I believe that other games have done what it did better now. Right? Mm-hmm. But you kind of have to, you kind of have to have the context. And it's interesting to me that now Indiana Jones that set up that format is now like boring because it's following its own format because so many other things have now done it at this yeah. point, you know? Yeah. And I think some of the flatness might be coming from just that. Like it's, it's too iconic for its own good. I think even in, in, in uh, towards that point too, it, it, yeah, it's formulaic even for itself, but even like temple of doom, right? Even the second entry, was already kind of bucking that trend, not bucking the trend, but it was like, I guess what I'm saying is that I don't think Indiana Jones needed to be formulate, right? Like there's definitely similarities between Raiders and last crusade, but I feel like even within the original content, you know, it wasn't a treasure hunt in the same way. And I, I, you know, Temple of Doom is not my favorite of the Indiana Jones, but I still appreciate it. And it still stands out. It's so wildly different for so many reasons than Raiders then crusade right mm-hmm. and that's what i mean here is like i wanted something like that I, i'm not saying like the film had to be a bottle movie that takes place in one location and they had to come up with like, all the I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard like george lucas wanted one of them to be a haunted house film yeah yeah, yeah. Like, so like and and i i'm not even saying that's good or bad but right that is is like oh that is a something completely different and that could have could have sucked but it would have felt like oh that's indiana jones in a different way like temple yeah. of doom was indiana jones in a different way and crystal skull well i think in most ways it wasn't different but in a few ways it was different and that's why i think it does stand out in the ways it does and this it there are some things that are different and i think those are the things that i liked about it but overall it did feel just like yeah okay we know what's gonna happen we know that we've been on this journey before and it doesn't mean that the journey's bad or boring 
But it does lose a little something, right? It's, that luster yeah. is lost a little bit. It's retreading its own steps. Yeah, yeah like when I th- when I think about Indiana Jones, that, that we maybe could have gotten in an alternate reality where there wasn't a mm. forty year gap between movies or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, I'm imagining, like he's he's a manager of adventure. He's going on all these different yeah. kinds of adventure, and we only yeah, got to yeah, originally yeah. see these three, and then some in the young um, the Chronicles. Yeah, but I'm imagining, yeah, like he's not always just fighting nazis like and yeah. that's one really a down point in this movie for me is that oh okay i get i guess i misunderstood Indiana jones i guess he is a man that just fights nazis that is what yeah. he is yeah you know crystal skull that's a, that's a really good point Chris, crystal skull got a lot of flack for being weird and for the record i don't think aliens and indiana jones is a bad idea i think it's i think it's just as weird and there interesting possibly could work yes. yeah i don't think it was done i don't think it was done well i think it no 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 no. i don't think it was at all but i do think it could definitely work i think I it could work for i sure. absolutely think it could yeah. work yeah but because it didn't and because a lot of people just be, i think a lot of people think that aliens don't belong in indiana jones because they didn't do it well i think that's the reason i think i, I, think, I, think, I think a movie i think they could make a good indiana jones movie with aliens and people would like it and not criticize the fact that it had aliens so yeah well go ahead and say what you're yeah, gonna no, say no don't i don't disagree with that at all i i think yeah it's like we almost like f- formulate the causality after we see the result right it's like well mm-hmm. crystal school sucked why did it suck oh it's, you know what it's because aliens don't belong in indiana jones that's why yeah um, it's like uh phantom menace sucked why did it suck jar jar binks Right. Yeah. It's like, exactly. it's like no, yeah, that's exactly. not that's not why. You're Good you're analogy. using the symptoms. You're you're saying the symptoms are the cause of the sickness. Right. It's like no, you kind of got exactly what you said. It's the reverse. Yeah. Yeah. But um, um, so so to the point that I'm trying to make with this is that I do not fault the studio for wanting to play it safe after Crystal Skull. Right. That is the safe yeah. thing to yeah. do. Going back to Nazis. Going back to a cookie-cutter storyline, let's focus on not making it too out there and just making a very solid, competently made, well-put-together, entertaining movie, right? Yeah. And and that, I think, is what they did. I think that was... Yes, pro- yeah. I, I do think that was the smart move, but... If you don't, I mean, if you're not willing to take it... Box office-wise, maybe not. Well, know. that's the thing, yeah, is that... If, and and, and, and I, I'm going to get to that, but I think that if you're not willing to take risks even if it is a competently made well put together product it it's it's going to come off flat to some degree yeah and i and i generally all agree with that but i will say there's a couple things as we can discuss i i don't want to paint the entire thing as a corporate play it safe paint by numbers movie because i don't think that first off but i also think that it's a little bit uh you know uh, you know uh, uh, diminishing because I do think there are some things, while maybe not like wildly crazy, I do think that were kind of risky or interesting or unique or unexpected. And elements of it that I do think, and maybe this is going to get into what you were talk- thinking about, Ryan, like what were they doing? Why were they trying to do this? And I don't know if I have answers to that, but I do think it wasn't something like James Mangold is just like, you know, he's he's a good director. Right? Yeah. We all love Logan. And mm-hmm. so I don't think he's just coming in here to get a paycheck. I do think he was coming in here to make a great movie and as well as he could and some things are safe and i think the stuff that to me is the most obvious is just in terms of the structure of the film the plotting the everything we've talked about but like 
I, you know, uh, we're in parts, places in Europe. There's a chase. There's another chase in a Europe kind of Middle Eastern style thing. They go to some ancient ruins. And, you know, again, I like this stuff, but it just, I don't know. Like, I, I want a little bit of a break in the formula. I would love to, the, uh, the midpoint of this movie, to, to completely take a, a hard 180 into something completely like, oh, apparently Archimedes, I don't know, he uh, went to the Antarctic. I don't know. That's stupid. Right? It's not just about the setting, but you know what I mean. Like so, I don't know something some, some like kind of that. Wild twist, yeah. It was just like, oh yeah, we've been around the Mediterranean a lot in these movies, and there's always stuff in Italy and Greece areas, and there's always stuff in the Middle East that they're going to, and and so it just felt in that way, just like safe. If that in a lot of sense. ways, it felt safe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, just real quick, I have to say this um, when I was talking about Citizen Kane and Ocarina of Time earlier. Um, Maeve texted me she said we were discussing what we were calling the citizen kane effect and mm. and that 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 idea that when something's so good it it inspires a whole bunch of other you know creators down the line to the point where yeah. we don't know why it was good in the first place uh yeah so we want to get the term the citizen kane effect to stick online we're trying to invent that we're trying to make that happen oh, okay so so see. that's Start what using that. that's what we're calling it we're calling it the citizen kane effect you heard it here first. I'm using that term correctly this time. All right. You heard it here first. <laughs> As opposed to every other time we've said that. Yes. yes. I think it might be the only time we're using it correctly. It's yes, it's that. Um, okay. Cool. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. So, um, so uh, let's, uh, if I, can I bring, uh, is there anything more to say about what we were just talking? I know I just derailed this. Um, no, no, that's a good uh, transition point. So, how do yep. you feel? How do you feel about time travel in Indiana Jones? How do you feel it was handled? Did you like it? Did you not? I was, like I said, the ending to me actually was one of the highlights for sure. I, I liked it. I, I thought it was great. I think the the that last climactic sequence was that's the kind of stuff I wanted more throughout the rest of the film. Like that's the kind of stuff what I, when we were talking about earlier, that kind of was like, Whoa, they're doing that. That was out there. And it feels like unique and you know, something we haven't seen before and just how like schlocky it was, but like, not like bad, just like a, a world war two Nazi fighter playing, <laughs> shooting down Greek, you know, uh, uh, battleships and catapults. I don't, and I, I don't know. And they actually went there. They actually went to a different time zone and, and I don't know. I there were some things that I wish they maybe did slightly differently. I I thought the villain death was kind of just like Matt Mickelson is just like well he dies in a plane crash. Okay, I guess like especially for like these movies are known for the villains like dying horribly right. in gruesome ways, yeah. and we didn't get anything like that. Um, but overall, I I was into the ending I, for the most part with small little things. Ryan, Ryan, how did you feel about it? Um, I think I was okay with the concept of time travel in an Indiana Jones movie, and partly maybe because of what I was just saying about aliens, right? Like, I maybe Crystal School did a good job in kind of opening my biases up to say, like, yeah, Indiana Jones can be whatever. I mean, heck, we've had uh, it's not like anything's that precious in terms of the supernatural, in terms of Indiana Jones. I yeah. mean, Temple of Doom was pretty wonky, right? So, yeah. I'm okay, like I said, I'm okay with aliens, I'm okay with time travel. Um, the way they did it was probably the most, well, the fact that they did it and the way that they did it were probably the most interesting parts of the movie. Um, and it, yeah, it was pretty mm -hmm. wild that we had this giant, 
World War II plane flying around. Um, I guess it was Italy. I said Greece originally, but whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty hokey and schlocky. And there was some parts where I was just like, what does this make sense? Like, like the, the fact that the, um, the operatives that were working with Mads aboard the plane were just like shooting their pistols down at the boats. Like, what are you doing? Like, what, what do you think you're accomplishing? Do you even know? I feel like Indy even says, why, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, but it's, it's just like a bizarre thing to like, is it that they're trying to like characterize those people that are just like, yeah, we, we don't care. We're just going to shoot everyone. Like, I don't, I didn't understand it. It didn't make sense to me. And also it took that plane half an hour to fly across a bay that was a hundred feet long. Um, It cut back and forth between the plane, like 10 different times. Like, do they not know how fast planes travel? I don't, that well, was yeah, that's that um that's that Spielbergian it's the Spielberg that, yeah it's the Spielbergian yeah, and, effect and then so I'm I'm alright with that yeah um and and I I think that this is a good time to bring up that Indiana Jones has been insane from the start the yes. the Lost Ark the sequence where they open it in the original Indiana Jones movie is I think regardless of time travel regardless of aliens or any of this stuff I think it's still the craziest most WTF out there thing in any of the movies. It, it confirms that God and Jesus are real and th- that they are vengeful and will melt your face if you're disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild, dude. Like, by yeah. disrespectful, you just it just look by looking by opening a box and, yes. and 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 having your eyes open. God will melt your face yeah. off. I I don't. Yeah. That's why I'm very like as as bad as as a lot of Crystal Skull was. I just cannot get down with the aliens are too weird for Indiana Jones argument. I just can't do it. And it, because I, I, I don't think they're ever going to get weirder than that first one. I mean, I, I just, no, I, I actually, I agree with you. I think maybe the line that people are towing, if you will, is <clears throat> that in the first three, we'll say the original Indiana Jones trilogy, um, the movies, the MacGuffin or whatever is supernatural in nature. Mm-hmm. usually with a little religious context. The religious context isn't important for this, but just as a note, it is supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas aliens and time travel are not supernatural. They are of a more science fiction more sci-fi. Yeah, So yeah, yeah. that's where I could see people drawing the line on that. I don't know why you would draw a line there. They're both fantastical elements. Yeah. Um, well, no, I, I can see it. I think, yeah, I I think with Crystal Skull, it was even like, it wasn't even just the aliens. It was that it was so such a confusing, nonsensical, like MacGuffin, right? In general, it, right? It, it's explained yeah. really well in the, yeah. in that review. It's like, you know, what do they want the skull for? It's not expressed very well. You know, if it's so important, why do they keep tossing it around in a bag and leaving it in a ditch? And there's a like, sequence where it's like the psychic power on Indy. I was like, what? But yeah, there's also then, psychic powers going on. And then on. like when they get to the temple, that's also the ship. Like what happens? Like, yeah, the, the think, thing think, is that there's, there's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of that, the final act of crystal skull where you're going, what, what is this now? Why is this happening? Yeah, and exactly. I never, I never felt that way in this movie. I always so, yeah, felt I like I knew what was I, going yeah. on. True. Yeah. And, and going back to just again to Crystal Skull because we love talking about it is <laughs> in addition to it being an alien, right? If it was just straight up, there was aliens. Okay, 
Yeah. All right. But it's, yeah. it's an undead alien that, like, comes back yeah, to and, life with and psychic like, powers. But it's, like, different dimensions, Yeah, right? They're not even, like, space traveling. They're, like, dimension traveling. Right. They have that line. It's like, what, like, what is going on? The other thing, too, I think that maybe, sep- I don't know if so much separates it, but why I don't love just that MacGuffin and Crystal Skull is that it's not as historical based. I mean, they do tie it a little bit into the uh, pre-Mesoamericans and stuff like that. But in general, the rest of these have a much stronger tie to the uh, just like history and adventure and, you know, ancient, like actual yeah. uh, legends and stuff. And and so I, I appreciate them. I know that's kind of a personal thing. I don't know. You don't have to. But someone's like, oh, this is loosely based on something that we know of right we all know the holy grail that's something oh that's cool he's doing the holy grail we know about that yeah. but obviously they make I, up everything right i am inclined so to, with disagree, the crystals... to disagree with that though okay because i think that the incan mayan alien legend i think it's plenty well known i think there's I think, is it yeah oh, i think I, just I, the I mean... idea of like you know just the, the concept of like how did ancient peoples build pyramids and these things oh must have been aliens which like i think is stupid but i like i also think it's well known Maybe, enough I, I just mean the crystal skull specifically yeah yeah is that i mean is the crystal skull a thing more like a yeah an, a historical thing yeah, i've never people, heard of it oh it's based on stuff so oh. okay but um oh, yeah i guess yeah maybe it's not not well known as much as uh um you know the 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 holy grail i mean to that point i i wasn't super aware of like archimedes dial either so you know right yeah and i i didn't even i didn't know if that was based on anything real or not either if it is cool but yeah i haven't heard about that yeah yeah yeah, I, i could see the argument for it should be historical based and it should be you know maybe something that's a little yeah and i'm i mean i'm not even saying it should be i just think for me personally that's what i generally like that more like i said temple of doom I don't know. I don't think those stones are <laughs> historical. Right. Maybe they are. I don't know. But it's not so much historical treasure hunt. And that's one reason I don't love Temple of Doom as much. But, you know, again, I still like Temple of Doom. Fine. Um, I don't know what we're talking about. Anyways. But, yeah. yeah. I, so, anyways, the ending, though. time tra- And time travel in general. I think they did a good job where with all time travel stuff, right, y- you can't you, – you have to say the right amount when you're doing mm-hmm. anything in time travel fiction. You can't say too much because then it makes us think too hard about it and wait, what? But you can't say too little because then it is just stupid and doesn't – it's like, what? Then there's no rules, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I brought it yeah. up and, and I I really liked the third act. I, it was mm-hmm. – it yeah, was – and, and that's the thing is like, you know, you, you know that they're looking for a thing that has some time travel. So you know there's going to be some time travel shenanigans. And I think for mm-hmm. me that added to some of the – not boredom, but it's like, come on, get to the time travel stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know that there's well, going to be crazy I was time like, travel. I was half expecting them to not actually time right? Right? It's like, oh, they're going to get, the rift's going to open, and then it's going to close before anything could happen. Right? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I was, like, kind of had that sense, like, oh, that's always what happens. They get right to the edge of this crazy thing, and then they have to shut it down before it actually does anything. But that they went through the portals, like, oh my god, they're actually going through, and they're actually doing the time travel. And, and, like, and how awesome was it for Indiana Jones, this legacy character, to get to go back to ancient Greece and yeah, and right. see this like historical event too. and meet Archimedes? Yeah. I think I think that it was just beautiful. I love that. Um, there are and 
there are some little touches too, and, and I'm not like claiming this was some sort of brilliant film, filmmaking, but like when they're in Italy and there's the little puppet show going on mm-hmm. and there's the dragon coming, right? it's foreshadowing. Yeah. It's like oh, doing yeah. little th- small things here and there. It's like, oh, okay, you know, they're actually, again, it's it, this isn't bad. Like they, it's a movie. <laughs> they're doing setups uh. and payoffs. It's not brilliant. I'm not going to claim it's like, ooh, this is such brilliant filmmaking, but it was appreciated. Well, I, it, love a, I love it. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say on the on the topic of setups and payoffs, I think one thing that was missing for me was at least understanding or knowing what Mad's plan was from the get go. We didn't find out until the third act what his plan was, um, which yeah. was uh, on one hand maybe kind of a cool reveal when we see his team all kitted yeah. out with Nazi um, paraphernalia. Yeah. So you're like, oh wow, he's gonna that's a bold plan. But I I think it would have been better to know it ahead of time. So we know what Indy's up against, what we know the threat he's trying to stop. Um, yeah. It, I can see that. And that, that was yeah. an issue with crystal skull as well. Like, yeah. What, what yeah. does the skull do? Right. What, what is it significant? It's a magnet. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and it brings further light and just kind of confusion to the idea of, Maz has presumably been uh, pursuing this artifact since 1944 at, or, or, or longer because we see him in the prologue pursuing the dial. Yet, it, it, was he yeah. trying to travel into the past at that time as well? Yeah, see, yeah. I heard you bring that up earlier in this conversation, and that doesn't bother me so much because there's a precedent for Nazis wanting mythical or magical items from the earlier in the series, and... And I don't feel like you need to explain how powerful time travel could be to Nazis. I feel like I feel but like I, in I general. Just in, sure. For, so you're just saying Maz is pursuing the Nazi agenda? Is that kind of what you're going for? Yeah, I think before. Okay. Yeah, back in the prologue, it's like it, it, why he wants it doesn't matter. You know, he's not going to use it for good. So, but then like he comes back later in the sixth season, he has actually has a motivation and is like, this is my plan for it. I didn't need there to be. I, I never wondered why does he want this thing in the prologue. It didn't. It never crossed my mind. I just kind of like, oh yeah, it's a magical item. It's the name of the movie. The Nazis want it. Indiana Jones should probably stop the Nazis from getting it. Yeah, that was. I think that was, so. Maybe this kind of dovetails a little bit with some of the criticism we were saying in general with the opening scene. I think that scene and maybe would have maybe even addressed this issue a little bit because I like the change train chase sequence, but I. Like it took so long for them to get there. He's in that building. He's getting strung up, and then like, and that's what I mean. Where I felt like they shortened that opening sequence to fifteen minutes tops, and then you don't have to have a giant exposition dump about the device and trying to show how it's motivating the Nazis. You just, you just have the very most base primal object Nazi want me get so they don't right. Like, and and I think because we spend so much time in that opening, we like are settling in and we're starting to ask these questions like, okay, what is this thing? What, like, where is it like in Raiders of the Lost Ark? Do you know what he's even getting? What is that little statue? No one knows or cares. And last crusade is the cross of Coronado. Like, why does he want it? Why do these guys want it? No one knows or cares. That's not the point because they're really short little snippet adventures, funds. But when you spend 40 minutes, t- like on this giant MacGuffin chase, those, you're going to think more about that stuff and ask more of those questions. And I think, it you know you want to do that later in the film but not right now i like in I uh, temple of, i like ramble, it, i like it in uh, temple of doom when he throws a flaming shish kebab at that guy <laughs> well that was in the yeah that was funny also i was thinking on raiders or on the most re- it is funny cuz in raiders he basically loses like the nazis win unequivocally in that movie oh yeah 
He just knows to like, close his eyes. Yeah, the only thing he does is he closes his eyes. That's the only reason he he went. He like walks away. Yeah, I guess if and, I guess if Izzy <laughs> hadn't involved himself at all, they they probably would not. Yes, they probably never would. They would all just die. They, they probably <laughs> never would have found the ark in the first place. But had they, yes. yeah, they would have just melted, and that would have been <laughs> that. That's glorious to think about. <laughs> it just I don't. It was just much more apparent on this recent rewatch. Like. Oh, you like you failed, and they just got exactly what they wanted, and and that's obviously kind of telling too, because even in Crusade, there's that element too. Like, it's less so, but he gets what he wants, right? He has the he just he chose poorly. Um, I do like in this one. This is the first one where he gets to keep the MacGuffin. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, that's kind of cool. I guess. Um, I guess it doesn't belong in a museum. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as far as the. the we we have to have this in the movie element of Crystal Skull where it's just like they had a long checklist. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like instead in this one it was just how many times can we get him to say it belongs in a museum? <laughs> yeah. It was weird. They kept saying it. it's like yeah, we get what your like also, agenda we, is, man. How many times can somebody hand him the whip and the hat? It was yeah. just those two <laughs> yeah. fan services over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I actually, like I mentioned earlier, I did appreciate that they did not go over indulgent with fan servicey stuff, mm. even though you just were saying they did those repeatedly. And yeah, that was silly. But they didn't like call back unnecessary lines like you want to get nuts. Let's get nuts Ugh. for no reason. I, I, I'm not saying it's perfect. There are some things that I thought were silly, like. So the underwater scene in general, I thought was just kind of like I don't, I don't, I can't even tell what's happening, and it's boring, and we all know what's going to happen, right, when they come out of water. But then they like set up the eel, like the eels are like snakes. It's like what? <laughs> yeah, they're what? just wet what snakes. I guess, but just the way it's delivered was so eye rolly, and also they set it up like literally right before he went down. Like it's not a setup payoff when you set something up one minute before the thing is being paid off. Like I don't know. Say eels earlier in the film where he's at a restaurant. They order eels, and he goes, Ugh, "I don't, I don't know." Like, do a yeah, little. We, as you say, we can't really tell what's happening. So, is it like he got stuck because he's afraid to leave because he's trying to get eels? I don't know. What's... It would have been good once he resurfaced if he explained what was happening to Helena. <laughs> hey, you know what? Back there, I was real scared because they look like snakes. Oh, what's that? Everyone's dead. Oh, <laughs> I'm just an old man. I ramble a lot. Uh... <laughs> I kind of hope, uh, I, going back a couple points, like, I kind of would wanted Indy to stay in, in ancient Greece. Well, I, I, I want to get to that, because that is a big question I have for you guys. Do you want to talk about that now? Yeah, or? let's, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, was, yeah. yeah so, I, so Matt, you're saying you wanted Indy to stay? I, I agree. I agree. I think he should have stayed. Or, um, I, I yeah. disagree. I, I'm not, I, I like that he didn't stay. Uh, both from a character perspective, just because I, I mean, I want Andy to be happy, and I it would have been a very depressing ending. What I feel. you want him um, to be happy? That is what he wanted. That is what well, would have made him happy. Okay, I'll, that's what he wanted. That's not what he needed, though, right? Like, I don't, I don't care what he needs. <laughs> that, but that's storytelling one on one. No, 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 no. <laughs> storytelling one on one. What kind of character is he? Is he a dynamic character? No, uh, Indiana no, Jones so is not a dynamic character. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. the kind of character that rides off into the sunset. He was denied his riding off into the sunset, like an old adventure serial from which his character is based. Yeah. So this is what my counter to that. So this is why I like that he came back because by him staying, 
I think there's a meta comment. I think uh, there's a meta note here. And that is this idea that old adventure heroes serials belong in the past. I am a person. I belong in the past. I disagree. And I think the filmmakers disagree with that as well. And that's why I like that. She's like, you know, you could talk about uh, whatever feminism and wokeness and all that kind of stuff. I think this film is actually saying, look, we need heroes. We need strong men. We need strong adventurous types to be with us here in the present. We don't need toxic, awful jerks, idiots, but we need people like you, Indy. You don't belong in the past. We need you here in the present to help us be a part of this. Like, you know what I mean? And so that's why I like that she brought him in the past. Like, I know you want to live in the past and indulge and blah, blah, blah. But like, no, you don't think so, but you are needed here. And that's why I like that she brought him. That's That was my take. Well, I just wanted him to stay in the past because the implication being he was going to die of his bullet wounds. And uh, I just <laughs> want them to not try to make another indie with Harrison Ford again. Well, they're not going to do that anyway. I just, I feel like I, I thought for a second, oh, they're going to kill him off. And if they kill him off, this is a great way to do it. Like, well, I oops. guess that's the other question. Like, would you have like, how would you have thought if they killed him off? Would you wanted him to die? Not wanted him to die, but like, if they killed him off, because I thought that was a possibility. I right? really, 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 really I really thought he was going to die. He was going to stay, and he was going to die in the past. I really thought that was where it was going. I was surprised and a little disappointed when, uh, like, I, there was a moment where I was like, oh, she's not going to let this happen," and. uh it was a little disappointing. I th- I would have liked that ending. So here, that's, I will say what I was disappointed at a little bit, and that is that when he comes back to the present, it is I think it's uh, 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 what's the word? It's too focused or you know too centered around his relationship with Marion, and that being somehow the thing like that's not what Indiana Jones. It's not a love story. Indiana Jones is not a exactly. love story. No. And so I, I was disappointed with that specifically, I agree. But him coming to the present, I wasn't. I so, like that he came back to the present. Okay, so I, I want to touch on the points you made, because this is exactly why I'm here, is to talk about this, these <laughs> final 10 minutes of the film. Okay. So, I, Sean, I like your perspective, and I definitely am taking a lot of meta context, or, uh, you know, meaning out of this. Mm-hmm. But, but here's the thing. So I would agree with you, had the movie established any of the points you're making, like, I like the points you're making, and I agree with the points you're making, but the movie makes no effort to make them. You're making it for the movie. I agree with I, that. I, I mean, I don't disagree with that. I agree. I wish they did a better job of setting these things up or making it more apparent if these were the themes they were saying. Like, they were going. I think you could loosely, very, very broadly and loosely, and I don't even necessarily agree with all that, but like, oh, Helena is the strong woman character, and it's a little bit newer than what, like, all that kind of stuff. I, I don't think it's as black and white as that, but I agree. In general, I wish they set more of this up, for sure. So, in, so India is needed in the present as a strong man, etc. But to me, the way I'm looking at it is, is he gets. He doesn't get any more adventures. This was his last adventure. They say that multiple times in the movie. One last adventure. Mm-hmm. Now he gets to sit on the couch and yearn for the past and think about what he his final years might have been, living in the time periods that that he loves most. That he's spent his entire life studying, beloving. In every other Indiana Jones movie, we see him being a professor, right? On that chalkboard, and he's talking to the dude about the thing, right? 
we see that and that's actually one scene i was kind of i was hoping for i love those scenes there's some of my funnest best scenes in these movies we see the passion he has for the past for these time periods and he was denied that so sean had helena sat there on the beachfront of sicily or syracuse whatever um and explained those things to him that you need to come back and then he does so of his own accord 100 percent. instead he was denied his free will by someone else it doesn't matter who that person was or what their thing was she forcibly extracts indiana jones and brings him to the present yeah what's yeah, what's I he mean, gonna do I... now he's gonna be in a retirement home that's the same as putting him in a museum <laughs> well he belongs he does in, not yeah, he, he does not belong in the museum he does That's... not also the to the say that we want him to have I a, mean, him living in the past is the like yeah he would be uh living in a museum exactly which is uh, theoretically his favorite place on the planet in a museum <laughs> right no, indiana Ryan... jones loves museums he's living in the past he gets to live in actual, a realized yeah. version of a museum he gets to live in the actual past, not just a, a facility of it. Right. Uh, Ryan, I could not have said it better. That is exactly what I was failing to express. I that is that is why I wanted him to stay in the past. And and yeah, Sean, I like your reading, but I agree with Ryan. I don't think the movie did the work, and I think maybe you might be projecting a little bit because I. I mean, I, possibly. I mean, I, yeah, obviously. It, I, I I I guess. I wish they did more stuff, but I don't think it's out of nowhere. Like, I, I don't think this is... The, the film is him about him being old. That That's not... I'm not reading into anything. That film is blatantly about him aging mm-hmm. and aging out of his prime years, right? So that's intrinsically part of this film, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think part of that, part of that story and part of that idea of those elements or what does that mean? What is your places when you're old? Does that mean living the past, constantly living the past or embracing who you are in the now and realizing that you could still be valuable who you are now, right? It, it, I, I guess that's what I'm saying when it's like a meta comment. To me, it reminds me of Luke from Last Jedi, right? He he is not living in the past. He's He he is having to partake or uh, impart his knowledge onto the new generation. That is part of growing up. That is part of the human experience. And I think living in the past is an illusion, right? That is That's what people who you know, want to just like nostalgic member berries. Why isn't it like this? Why isn't it like this? Why isn't it like this? this is how the old ones were. This is how the old ones were. This is how the old ones were. It's like, yes. And it's, you could appreciate that and you could love those and you could put them in a museum. And, but that doesn't, I think it's doing a disservice to, to deny the present, to deny what we are now and what we can be. And again, obviously I'm reading way, way more much into this because obviously this is not ever this so specifically, but I, I think the film is inextricably about this because he's a whole freaking old 80 year old man. So th- this is the next thing I wanted to talk about. So I'm glad you brought it up. The whole like member berries idea. Yeah. A- and I-, I think in a large way, the antagonist of this movie is nostalgia. Mads mm-hmm. wants to return to Nazi Germany at yeah. a time he perceives as a time that was better, right? He yeah. wants to return there because that's where it- he believes his time was it was better for him for whatever reasons. Indiana Jones, same way. He he's now found him in a place where he he wants to be. It's a time of the past, things gone. And I think the movie is mm-hmm. saying that you know 
the past is gone, like Sean, like you were saying. The past is gone. Yeah. Those things, those things had their time, but your time is now. It's the present. Mm-hmm. Right? I think and I think that's what you're saying. I I think the movie is saying that to to some degree, but at mm-hmm. the same time it also comes off as like almost not toxic isn't the right word, but it's certainly anti-boomer. That well, I, a, someone from uh, the younger generation is denying them their reminiscence. Well, that, but I, that, I guess my, my, I guess what I'm saying is that living in the past is not reminiscence. There is one thing is remembering and having fond memories about something, but literally living in the past, being obsessed with the past that you surround yourself by it and cannot exist outside of it. That's not reminiscing in my mind. You know what I'm you get where I'm like, no, I, I definitely see the distinction and, and I agree yeah. with you and just, just on a human level, mm-hmm. right? Human beings. I yeah, absolutely a hundred percent agree with you, but I, I, don't think the movie makes that message clear. Yeah, I, I agree with. I, I totally agree. I wish I, I wish the film leaned heavier into that. I do think it is saying that. Maybe I'm reaching somewhat, but I do think something is there. And I think the, especially the the middle part of the film. I wish they went into there. There was more. I don't know motifs and other like ways that this was played and explored the 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 interesting thing about all of this though is i do want all this and i do think this would have made a a better film but it's also interesting because it would have also made it less of an indiana jones film if they added i feel all of these layered more metaphorical meanings to it not that the indiana jones films are just one surface level but in general they are kind of right I mean, Last Crusade, there's definitely more layers there and meaning about obsession and blah, 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 blah. But but in general, they're pretty you, – you know what you're getting when you watch the Indiana Jones films, right? There's there's not mm-hmm. like some head, hidden meta-commentary about, I don't know, whatever, Marxist theory so much or anything like that. I think this film has more of that than any of the other films. Yeah. And in that way, also goes to what we were talking about earlier. It separates itself from the other Indiana Jones films for that reason. Yeah, 100%. So in that way, it also kind of makes it weird. Like, I, I like this stuff, but it also makes it feel less Indiana Jones. Right. So it's just a kind of a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. And it's like this weird... I mean, and, and this, to that point... There's a scene late in the film when, you know, Indy's captured and they're flying back in time through the portal. And Helena is having to, like, run across the, the runway and she's jumping into the landing gear and, and like, trying to, so she could rescue him. And this whole sequence, Indiana Jones just is sitting there. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, I know it's not a, he's an old man, and so, but... I want Indiana Jones being the hero. I want him to do that stuff. Like, not because he's a man and she's a woman, blah, 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 but just because he's the hero, right? It's Indiana Jones. I want him doing yeah. it. But it's indirect. But that clashes with an 80-year-old man. And so it's it's one of those also situations where it's like, this film also is just presented like, why are you making an adventure movie with an 80-year-old man? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, no, it definitely calls into those questions a few times. And it, it never so never more than during that plane scene where he's just like, yeah, he's just sitting there. Yeah. It's kind of depressing. Yeah, it's, it, it's yeah. he's not plotting an escape. He's just like, well, all right, let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, to your point, like, Oh, he like, Oh, you never thought of continental drift. So there's, he's like, it's kind of trying to show him that he's like mentally sparring a little bit. I, I wish they went more or there's yeah. something because that felt very like, uh, I don't know, ham fisted, like, Oh, 
this one thing. You know, planets move too. They all are just warping out in the middle of space because the planets <laughs> don't stay in the same place throughout the years. Right. Um, I don't know. Anyways, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. And to the to that overall part, yes. To to your point, Ryan, I agree. I overall, I do think that film should have set all this stuff up better. I still like the ending, but I also I get it if you you know wanted him to stay in the past and maybe to that point one thing that i wish they did that kind of adds this element of like a uncanny not tragedy but there's there's a point where archimedes comes up to them when they're in the past and they have the dial and here's the dial and for a second i'm like oh they're gonna do a causality loop and you know like they gave him the, the dial that he took and then he lost and they found it and it's all you know where did it begin like i wish but they ended up not doing that it's just like oh i've already started building it oh i that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. But I wanted them to do a causality. They're like, oh, that would have been a cool little weird thing they threw yeah, in Yeah, I, like, I always appreciate causality. Yeah, chew on that. Love and, a good causality and, and movies. Loop. Yeah, of course. I uh, kind of read it that way, though, because he's working on it. He's not done with it. I, I kind of read like, oh, he yeah, t- he, he dies bit, with the yeah. watch, which, is, yeah. which to me told communicates that he used the watch to help him like finish his project. I don't know. Maybe that's well, just see, me I, I think projecting. The, sure. The way a Hollywood movie would play this out is that because they, in the World War II plane, arrived in the past, the plane crashes into his workshop, destroying the Mm. Antikythera, and therefore he does not have it, and they realize, oh shoot, we destroyed yours, we must give you ours because you need to have it in order for us to find it. That's oh, right. how a Hollywood movie would normally have played this out. But been, Sean yeah. agreed. I, I'm, I wish they had. It would have been fun. That would have been a lot of fun. I think it just like adds that like it's, it has the same feel of almost like the Ark getting stuck in a warehouse, right? It's like it's obviously oh the heroes win and they be the bad guys, but there's this element of like I don't know, there's something that doesn't sit right, right? And a causality loop would have been a fun way to have a different twist on, on that, that. I same think thing, just like. Yeah yeah exactly no i um, i know what you mean about like the arc being stuck in some warehouse i i love that ending because it's mm-hmm. after this big adventure he saves the day it's so i don't know like humbling or something about it, it yeah it, and even in crusade as well yeah. right like oh the gra- the holy grail is right, right there. there we could take it nope no it's like they're they're always kind of brought down a peg at the yeah. end yeah I, I i appreciate that um and that maybe would have went been their way of achieving that same kind of mm-hmm. little twist. Um, um, yeah. I, I have a couple notes. It was just kind of like random odds and ends. Uh, we, we didn't really talk about the kid. He barely has a role in the movie. He's a fill in uh, yeah. for um, a short round or whatever, yeah, but sure. I, I overall, I did like him. I, I wanted yeah. more from him. I think I wanted something more, I don't know, significant. For, I, I felt like, well, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I guess he does fly a plane at the end. I yeah, in terms of... <laughs> right. Uh, I think what they were missing was building up of the relationship between him and Indiana Jones within yeah. this opportunity yeah. um, and between Helen uh, and Indiana Jones. I, yeah. and I think it is, it is, I think, a missed opportunity for like, well, why does he have a reason to return to the future? Oh, wait a minute. Maybe yeah. he's kind of building a new family here. Maybe that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Maybe that's, um, but we don't get that. Instead, the kid is just kind of there. Um, I, I do have to mention this because I found it aggravating. The kid mentions, I don't, if you guys even remember this, that he can't swim. I don't. I don't remember that at all. Uh, he he says, <laughs> "I I cannot swim." 
Oh, I believe. What do we you. see him? Le- on the... What do we see him doing later? Yeah. Quite deftly. Doesn't he drown a man by swimming and tying and locking his hand to yes. a grate? So, so <laughs> he learns to swim pretty darn quick. That was pretty brutal. Is it by when the they're way, on the I boat? That. Yeah, that was yeah, pretty that... rough. Um, was it when he was on the boat when they were like diving? Is nope, it's like when they almost like I think when they're about to get on the boat. Is he mentions okay. it that he can't yeah, swim? Yeah, I don't remember that. At all. And and it, it was. A missed opportunity because it could have. We could have had a short little scene where it shows Antonio Banderas uh, teaching the kid how to swim. Like while they're just kind of chilling on the boat, it shows them off to the side. Then we establish a connection between Antonio Banderas and the kid. And then when Antonio gets killed, it's it's definitely more impactful because as it is, why is Antonio Banderas in this movie? Like he's a he's a cameo at best, except that he has like a few too many speaking lines to. Is it a cameo? Just be a cameo. I thought like that type of character is cool. I like those like types of characters, but I do think they I wanted him to be a little bit more integral into actually you know what happened. Like right. It could have been he could have not have been there and everything would have played out the same. It, yeah, it, it's a, it's a small note, but it's like why mention that the kid can't swim? Like w- yeah. why even mention it? And then have him swim later. Yeah, it it, it yeah, it's it's quite baffling. Just yeah, yeah. Um, I had a couple more notes as well. So the also when I I like the scene when they're kind of climbing up the rocks and he's really old and he's like, "What am I doing?" or whatever. And you know, Phoebe Waller Bridge is Helen is like, I don't know. There's a little line of dialogue, a couple of those sequences. But then like later, I think in the same sequence when they're exploring the ruins, there's just a scene with bugs on the walls, and it just felt so like. Yeah what <laughs> why is like they didn't set it up it wasn't like it meant anything at all it's just like here's two shots with a whole bunch of bugs that right that's a, that's what's in indiana jones bugs for no rhyme or reason i don't know it just felt very yes yeah, it's uh, just lazy. another it's another instance of a reference just to be a reference it's not there's not yeah. a setup it's not a payoff it's I, not I'm, clever. I'm down for bugs in indiana jones <laughs> i who doesn't love bugs in indiana jones but you gotta do better than just having them there for no reason. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It just like this. The sequence in Doom is great. Like they do, yeah. it's, it's it's awesome. They set it so up, and it's. I do at least appreciate that they were real, or at least they looked, they look like actual bugs and not so CG, not yeah, like ants. ants from Crystal School. Um, but that kind of another. So one, of my last kind of big notes is the look of the film, and I touched upon this earlier. Um, one, you know, de-aging him, and honestly, at first, when you know opens and he's on the the Nazi sequence at the beginning, I was kind of like, oh, that's actually pretty good. But the more the sequence went on, it felt more and more uncanny and rubbery and yeah. all that stuff. That's another reason why I think that sequence was too long because it just made me have to keep looking at de-aged uh, Harrison Ford this whole time. Um, but aside from that, I also think the film. And maybe it's just all films now look like this. It's just too it's too produced. It's too clean. If you go go back and watch the originals again, it's so clear how much dirt is on Harrison Ford in every sequence. Yeah. And they're like there you could tell how hot the things are, the 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 vehicles and the the sun and just like everyone's sweaty in every film. They're they're just covered in sweat all the time. And it's just like there's so much grime and dirt in the film. It makes it feel there's a tactile element yeah. to those films. And they're completely lost I think more so on Crystal Skull, but in this as well, where it just it feels too clean. And part of that I think too is 
especially in the opening sequence, but a lot of the action sequence, there's too many close-ups. Give me more wides. Give me more mediums. I want to see Indy or who, Helena or whoever doing the actual cool adventure cool thing. But there's so many, like, close-ups where I can't, like, tell. But, like, in the truck sequence in uh, Raiders, right? Indian, he's, like climbing over and then he's under the truck and you have this nice medium shot of you can see the entire underbed of the truck of him coming underneath it right and he's climbing across the door and you see the other nazi climbing like you know you have a spatial awareness of these things in last crusade the take sequence is awesome that sequence is so cool because you know exactly where people are and how they're moving and he's riding the horse there's so many wide shots of that stuff in this there's too many close-ups pan out give me Give me a sense of, like, what is actually at stake? How are these people moving around each other? And and there wasn't enough of that. And it's, it's especially after watching him all right before this, that was the most obvious visual thing that stood out. And, and again, modern movies, I guess, you know, that's just what they do and what they look like now. But I don't know. There's something about those gritty, obviously practical, you know someone's jumping from a truck in Raiders, right? You know that's what's happening. Or even in Doom, the little miniatures, the little puppets on the minecart tracks. Like, yeah, it's it's so like, yes, there's, you know that thing, and there's obviously some things that don't hold up entirely, some awful green screen up per se, but anyways, that was definitely another thing that was not my favorite in this film. It was one of my biggest, you know, criticisms. Yeah, um, I don't have too much to say on that, but yeah, just the old man Indiana or old man Harrison Ford voice coming out of young Harrison Ford's voice. <laughs> yeah, voice. That, it, was no that wasn't too. good. Um, and think about just the last crusade. Um, they recast Harrison Ford to do the young role, mm-hmm. right? That that yeah. is a common yeah. thing to do in Hollywood. That that's yeah, it makes sense. We can save yeah. we can save all this money on CGI. <laughs> <laughs> And if we just get a person, we just get a you know, human like that being have... that is capable <laughs> yeah. of, of of running and jumping fast and looking real when they're fighting and doesn't have an old man <laughs> voice. They did it in Crusade. I, I I don't. Why are they not just doing that? Yeah, people are going out of fashion. I mean, I was <laughs> I was watching this movie, the opening, going. Yeah, I don't know. A couple decades, Disney will make a Indiana Jones movie with an entirely de-aged or CGI reconstructed because he won't be alive yeah. by then. Uh, they'll just make an entire. I, I I have had that thought too. Like why? Like you know that conversations has either happened right, mm-hmm. and the questions they're just like uh, no, their audience they they we can't sell it right. But it's gonna come a time where they're like, "Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah. Why would we not do it? Yeah, right. It's just money." And I, I feel like it wouldn't be that long before people would accept that. I mean, they, you, you're one of you were saying you don't want to be so cynical and thinking of this is just like a, a corporate cash grab, whatever. I do. Yeah, I'm gonna call it that. I'm well, not gonna say. I mean, on some I'm level, not, it definitely. I'm not gonna is. say that the people who worked on it didn't have any artistic drive or anything like that. Yeah, James yeah, yeah. Mangle being a good director and all that, but Disney bought Lucasfilm which included Indiana yeah. Jones, they're like, well, mm-hmm. shoot, we got to make an Indiana Jones movie before Harrison Ford gets too old because otherwise yeah. we're not going to make any money off of this property that we own now, this gigantic yeah, yeah. IP. Yeah, for sure. Like, if you own a property, what else are you going to do with it? You got to make, you got to keep making mm-hmm. what, right? Like, they knew so. that they needed to have uh, Harrison Ford. But, you know, also, yeah. maybe not because nobody's seeing this movie. <laughs> I, yeah. I, it is kind of a bummer because as you know 
it's, I, I might like it a little bit more than you guys, but in general, it sounds like we all think it's pretty decent. Yeah. It's just a bummer. It's bombing this bad. Yeah. Like, really? I don't yeah. think it's that. It's not that and bad. And that's the reason. No, good. I was just going to say, the, the reason I think it's such a bummer is because while I don't necessarily want more Indiana Jones specifically, like, I don't need a yeah, Harrison yeah, yeah. Ford doing yeah. the, the thing. Um, I want more adventure movies. I love yeah, the genre of film. Yeah, I love sure. all these things. And, I, and it's sad that there isn't more of them. Heck, even the Uncharted movie, which was actually yeah. a play at, I mean, obviously the games are inspired by the movies um, and the yeah. movie itself, while not that great, was still like, hey, at least we're getting a, an adventure movie, yeah. right? Um, exactly. That, that, that movie Lost City, right? With Sandra Bullock. Oh yeah, yeah I, I, a, I think that did okay. Did a, that was yeah, yeah that I was want a fun more, movie. It doesn't, it, it, you know, yes. Romancing of the Stone, those kinds of movies. I yeah. love those kinds of movies. Adventure. You're off on some jungle. You're off in some foreign. What's it? And yeah. going through adventures. I, I want more of these things, and I don't think they need to be three hundred million dollar yeah, movies. I think <laughs> that you guys should watch, and this is a real recommendation. The door, the live action door, the explorer movie. Uh, okay. Did I know that they did? Yeah. That? I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't know why Maeve and I one night decided to put that on, but it was such a refreshing, delightful. Like, oh yeah, this is yeah, a cool. fun little indie style adventure movie. You know, f- toned down a bit for family audiences. Yeah. I, I, neither one of us. Oh, I don't know about Maeve, but I'd never seen Door the Explorer. But, yeah, but yeah, I had heard that it was well received, and we're like, what the heck. Let's. It's short. Let's watch this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we'll to your up, point, yeah. yeah, more adventure movies. Please. We are. It's it's crazy. Like how are adventure movies not like how are people not making it? Do people not want to go see adventure? That's like what you go to the movies for, right? I don't know. It's weird. No, yeah. It's super weird. Um, I'm I'm gonna watch this, Matt. Uh, I just need to yeah. figure out what well there. Then there's new and they're rebooting Tomb Raider again, so maybe those okay. those okay, more well, adventure with with Phoebe Waller Bitt, she's doing oh, it apparently. Really? Okay, all right. Yeah. And also we didn't talk too much about her, but I actually I thought she was I liked her a lot. I liked her character. I liked that the twist, this, you know, on the Indiana Jones type where she's coming kind of obviously more selfish, but her slight arc that she has a um, slight arc. Um, but I don't know. I, I thought she was good. I liked her, and I, I still like indie uh, you know he's still indie um what else i don't know not too many oh i like the other chase sequence in morocco those little golf cart things mm-hmm. those, those, those oh, cool. yeah, that was that was fun it, i think just in terms of pacing like that was one scene for me it was like oh this is this is this is quite enough now um, yeah well it was also just like two car chases right in a row sequences kind of yeah and i was like i i, I I like what's happening, but I wish there was some more variety or something. Yeah. But it is, again, Indiana Jones is an 80 year old man. He can only drive. What else is he going to do? Well, he, he could drive. Yeah. Make him that's drive a, somewhere. That's true. That's actually that's a good point. That's a good. way to make him feel yeah. useful. Because yeah. um, <laughs> that's what we need to do. Yeah. He's going to stroke his ego. Yeah. yeah I, I like the point when uh, Indiana Jones punches Mads Mikkelsen uh, in the face. Um, off oh, the plane, that's I, yeah. and he says, Why? "Get off my plane." <laughs> <laughs> also, you mentioned the summary, but why did they? Why did Mads Mikkelsen die, and then they not address that he definitely died? He definitely should have died when he got smacked in the head with a pole off of a train. What? Like, 
if you're gonna do that, you have to address it in some way. Not he's fine. Yeah, like they didn't even like give <laughs> him a scar. scar. Yeah. Give him like, a scar. Yeah, yeah give him a scar because that that's a bad guy thing. And Indiana Jones just had to be yes. like, "How are you alive?" And he goes, "Because because yes. I lived." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I right? survived. There, I'm a, a survivor. Lot. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna give up. That's it, that would have been fine. And I would, I you yeah. know, I accepted it as is. I was like, well, we didn't see a body, so he's yeah, alive. whatever. It's but, fine. But it's yeah. like it felt like very glaring hole that they don't even address it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, super glaring. Um, I would have a little bit of script doctoring. I've already pitched to Sean, but just yeah. I think what they could have done just with the whole uh, Antikythera Dial of Destiny is at, at in the early chase scene, they are fighting. They're they're scuffling over the dial as they did. And it's broken in half at that time. Maz gets yeah. one half. Indy gets the other half. Indy knows he needs to go hide it and protect it and whatever. Mm. Mads instead uses mm. the knowledge that he gains and in, in the from you know dissecting it and understanding mm. it to become the successful um, astronomer that he does become. Right? They establish in the movie yeah. that he somehow is in, in help the rocket program and the uh, the Apollo program exactly. And he and we know. That oh he used the Antikythera to do that. I mean they tell us that, but yeah. Emily like oh no what? And then Indy realizes oh god what what could he achieve if he had both halves? We need to you know. Yeah. And then it becomes a chase for the second half or whatever the heck. Um, yeah. It's just like a small little thing where it it would have kind of connected those pieces. Yeah, um, I agree. And there was an element too. There's so like after they get the dial from or the second part of the dial from the water the dive and they come back up and then she deciphers it for Mads and then they escape and then uh Indy realizes like oh it's it's hidden that there's another secret message if I melt the wax here oh, so, so was that for, where did that first message tell them to go why did that what like yeah you know, there's a little bit of confusion there I was like so that first message was all a lie completely or was it part of the clue like there was there was a little bit of in that couple beats right in the middle there, where as much as these treasure hunt things are pretty straightforward, I was a little bit like, okay, I, I don't quite get what's happening here. Why they? I don't know. It wasn't that big. Yeah, but, it, the, the but, whole yeah. sequence was quite peculiar because yeah. you know they show Helena accurately decodes. Yeah. The tablet, which is not the dial, it's the tablet, right? It's the thing to get the yeah, other yeah, thing yeah, that yeah, gets yeah. Sorry, the other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she accurately decodes the message, although she's the only one that can read it. So why not just fabricate the whole thing? Especially yeah, if she I, was exactly. already planning on dynamiting her the entire <laughs> boat. Like, wh- what? I don't, that is, yeah. just that whole sequence didn't work. Just, and they also, like, the way they describe it is like, oh, his final resting place. They had to piece the clues together, and then they found his body. But then it was like his resting place was actually in this other random thing that the the clues that pointed to the resting place had nothing to do with. I don't know. Like it's not that big a deal. Whatever, treasure hunt is fine. But it, there's a couple of beats there, yeah. and maybe who knows? Maybe on a rewatch, maybe I'll go. Oh, I get it now, and maybe it doesn't. Make I sense. think that was. But I, I think just, that bit was sloppy, but it wasn't detrimental for me. Yeah. I I, yeah, I enjoyed sure, that. No, I enjoyed no, that no. whole sequence. I like the dynamite. Yeah, just, like, stuff. yeah, the sequence was fun. I agree. I, it was a fun sequence. I just like in terms of this purely for the yeah. the trail of the MacGuffin. I just was could have been lost. tighter. Right. Could have been a little. Yeah, it could have been tighter. I mean, I always enjoy a good little treasure hunt. Like this thing points to that thing. Yes. Whatever it. It, yeah. So it doesn't need to be perfect. It's just like as long as I can kind of at least sort of follow yeah. the thread and at least. Uh, I think actually the most important thing is 
for me, kind of understanding my character's motivations and why they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think, and because there was a lot of that muddled in with that whole sequence, I think that's kind of what conflated yeah. it all for me. Yeah. For me. Um, oh, and this, you touched on something else that uh, I, I did appreciate, although definitely something that I, I don't know if I wanted them to do more of or make more apparent what they're doing, but the idea of like the modern day Nazis, and I know you just, you know, talking about, does it always have to be Nazis? And I agree. I don't know. So I always want Nazis, but I did like the idea that like, okay, well, they're not modern day, but you know, Nazis in the sixties and stuff, they're not swastika wearing Nazis. They're Nazis that have integrated themselves in society. And there's, you know, that's somewhat relevant. But beyond that, just the connections with the U.S. government and they're helping him and the CIA agent, that character was interesting. And then she just gets murdered. Yeah. Like, I thought some of that stuff was cool, I, but then it also just felt like, um, I guess it didn't really matter. Yeah, that and that was because I liked her character. I was like, oh, what is, what yeah. is she going to, like, she's an interesting yeah, kind of like yeah, curveball in the whole, you know, what we yeah. would normally consider the typical typical cast of indiana jones characters she definitely felt yeah. like an outlier i was like oh man she's gonna stir the yeah. pot like she's gonna do something she's gonna yeah. mix things up and then she just is like in unceremoniously murdered and you're like okay i guess i guess she's not in the movie anymore well okay yeah. why was I mean, she and just showing the that the place? nazi yeah the bad guys are bad yeah that showed more that the bad guys are awful but that, i mean that they murdered was plenty effective. of civilians that to, yeah yeah that's true to further establish that so uh, some of that stuff I like the idea, but I just wish uh, it just felt like they dropped it and it didn't really amount to too much in the long run. Yeah. So. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> oh no, Chewie, um, you're getting left the past. Well, yeah, those are all, those are all my notes. So yeah, yeah that's, that's uh, pretty much all I got to. Did we do it? Did we figure ourselves out? Did we come to some uh, kind of realization? Uh. I'm still generally I liked it all right. I do I think I appreciate stuff that I wish they did more. Kind of what we were talking about, especially with a lot of the theming and stuff. I I definitely I, I feel that lacking more after this discussion. But I still think it was a it was a fun adventure movie that was good, not great, but I I like I like like you're saying we don't need every movie to be three hundred million dollars. 70 billion dollars at the box office the only movie that ever existed i we could have these fun adventure movies and they could just be fun adventure movies and i think it was successful for that so. no i i didn't like this movie as much as i liked shrek 4 uh <laughs> but i do think i do think that part of the the box office bombing of this is that crystal skull did a lot of damage to the franchise and and yeah. just like how shrek 3 completely damaged that series i think that that accounts for a lot of it also just in general people being more frugal about which movies they spend their money on and go out of their way to see in theaters and how unfortunately it seems like movie theaters are are just they're losing their luster for most people maybe on their way out hopefully not i i love seeing movies in the theater um but yeah i think that i think the series just kind of had more bad will than disney moves maybe planning on and you know it it, it, this movie needed to be better than it was for for it to generate the good word of mouth that would have gotten it where they wanted it to yeah i feel like a really if they'd hit it out of the park people would talk about it over you know for have legs yeah but it it just it just wasn't quite good enough that being said i liked it i would recommend watching it 
Um, but you know, temper your expectations. It's 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 still yeah. Indiana Jones. It's still kind of a cookie cutter plot. You know, it's just a fun, well made movie, and it that's fine. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. echo those sentiments. Um, overall, positive experience. Go see it. Um, overall, I will say I, I do feel left unsatisfied. I think is the word I'm going to use, even though I think it is a well-made movie, just in general. Um, I agree. Uh, Crystal Skull left kind of bad taste in everyone's mouths. Although, you know, for as bad as that movie is, I think it's sometimes those bad things that make me remember them more mm-hmm. and stick out yeah. in my mind. This one, other than it being the final Indiana Jones movie, I, it, I'm, it's going to fade in, yeah, in, in my I memory, as I yeah. fade in age, yeah, yeah, just like Shark Four, it's the movie that not a lot of people saw and should because it's pretty good, but it's gonna probably be lost to time. Ironically, the time travel Indiana Jones movie will be lost to time, I fear. Yeah. And you know, when it shows up on Disney Plus, give it a watch. If yeah, you're one of those people. Yeah, and, I think know, that's a good way to have a nice little it. Friday evening at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that's how we feel about that. And I don't believe we have any email or comments this week. Nope. This week. Okay. Also, I, I never uh, I never made the YouTube version of our last episode, 122, which was about the movie Elemental. So if if you're if you're a YouTube listener, uh, go check that one out. I uh, I will be uploading this and the Elemental review to YouTube simultaneously. So, uh, yeah, go check that one out. Uh, I wasn't on it, so I don't know what you guys all thought about the movie. And I haven't, <laughs> you, you haven't, I haven't seen, seen, it, seen right? it either, yeah. so I don't know what I thought about the movie. I don't know yeah. that I ever will. Um, so, you know, take that for what you will. Well, actually, we just talked about Shrek 4 that entire episode. Oh, dang, man. (laughs) I have a lot of... Stay tuned, listeners, for our next episode, Shrek 4. I have a lot to say about that movie. Uh, Um, What is our next episode? We're probably going to do... Well, we should... Both of you go see Dora and the Lost City of Gold, and we'll we'll review Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm only a little bit kidding. Uh, We've got... Uh, well, I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be tied up on a production. I'm gonna be, fo- I'm gonna oh, be yeah. a follow spot operator on a production of Tarzan the Musical for the next, Ooh, yeah, adventure. for the next several weeks. So I might be sitting out a few episodes, but okay. you guys got Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Oh yeah, you got, yeah. I'm uh, you got uh, Oppenheimer, and most importantly, mm-hmm. you got Barbie. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to all three of those. In, in fact, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, by the way, I was going to ask you, Tarzan. Does it have the f- music of Phil Collins? Absolutely. Oh, baby. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but the characters don't sing it. Uh, well, maybe they do in this. I don't know. I, I have never seen. The, I never, never weird. seen the stage adaptation, so I, I don't know how this is going to work. Yeah, is the music diegetic in the stage adaptation? Because they animated. Why aren't the characters singing all the Disney animated films? The characters sing the music, yeah. Except Tarzan. Why is Tar? Why don't they sing in Tarzan? So you're, uh, what you're saying is that Phil Collins should have voiced Tarzan. 
No, no, yes? Phil Collins I mean, should have just been a oh character in the movie. Tarzan. Or Phil Collins should have been a character. Yes. <laughs> he should have been Jane or the hunter or something. Or but this, sometimes they get different character or actors to sing for like Jalen Jonathan David Thomas didn't sing. Yeah, well so, guy. Uh anyway. <laughs> that is that is to say I probably won't be in the next few episodes, but maybe. Who knows? I'll be in a I'll be sure. in a guest starring capacity for the next month. Uh but yeah, there's some good stuff coming down the pipeline, so stay tuned for that stuff. And until then, it's time to it's time to t- dial the dial it back and take the t- get take your hat off and and put it on that little hook on your balcony so the little porky pig circle can zoom in on it. <laughs> and that's all, folks. A bit, 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 uh, is that uh, Jack Porkins? I've always wondered that. From Star Wars? Porkins? Yeah. Porkins. Is Porkins the guy in Raiders who comes to Indy with the Raiders quest and then at the end says top man? I don't know. I know Why I could look it up, but Porkins? I'm not going that's to. That's so mean. <laughs> it's a family name. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's his family name. <laughs> Corellia has a long line of noble Porkins. <laughs> Get over here. Get over Why don't they name him Solo? Get over here, Thank Star Wars fans. Thank, thank God we have an answer to that. Where's yeah. the Porkins backstory? Yeah. Porkins, a Star <laughs> <Yeah>. Wars story. <laughs> he, he enlists in the Rebel, and they go, "What's your name, Jack? What's your where do you where are you from?" And he doesn't have an answer. But then the Rebel, like you know, officer checking him in, sees he's holding a pig. <laughs> it's because Jack Porkins. No, a Star Wars story. Guy, I'm gonna call you Porkins. How's that sound, huh? You like that? Little, little, it's yeah, as, little porky boy. It's as good as Solo. Be like, recognizing Solo. Yeah. His name. Anyway, uh, time Anyways, to lock this into the, bye, the listeners. crate and <laughs> yes. haul it into Area 51. I guess. There good, we go. Good time, everybody. Bye and uh, <laughs> eat your vegetables. Hydrate. Say your prayers. Uh, eat bad dates. <laughs> eh? Eh? No, I See? get, I get yeah, why, you know, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this has been After the Credits, a Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Are we stopped? Have we stopped? I don't. Have I don't. I don't know. This is my last like free night for a long time, and well, this is what let's... I'm doing with it. <laughs> You're spreading joy. No. <laughs> Do not delude yourself into. All right.